0: Welcome to Sharkcast, the Brandy Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you a news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brands, Works, and the Cosmere. Extra opinions today. That's what we're getting. So uh, many
1: opinions. Yes. Very opinions.
0: Yes. I'm Eric, and joining me is Alex.
1: Hello. I am Feather Rider, or often just Feather. Depends on where you find me. Well,
0: on this, you're and... labeled as Feather, so there.
1: My show and tell today is that I have a chestnut praline latte, which is the best drink that Starbucks serves. It's only available in the holidays. This isn't sponsored. I just love it. (laughs) Hashtag not sponsored. I will take that to drink so I can try it. Not sponsored. Yep. It's so good. Please go try it. So they don't discontinue.
2: I was in Starbucks yesterday and they had like their Christmas drinks. I'm like, oh, no, I shouldn't be getting a Christmas drink yet because I just wanted to get my like black coffee. And, and it's like 6 p.m. at night and I shouldn't <laughs> be having like sugary drinks. Yep. So I'll try it another time. Also joining us
3: is Ian. How's it going? Hey, I'm Weary Writer. Writer Twins Unite. Woo. Woo.
1: Woo. We get the top row today. Mm-hmm.
2: Also joining us <laughs> is Jesse. Hi. Hello. I am Lady Lameness and I have got show and tell today because I recently got uh, packages for things that I have been waiting for for over a year now. And it's very exciting. The amazing Gemma Young made. Let me hold these up. Oh, cool. These rupees from Zelda and did a Kickstarter about a year ago of them. And there's just been a lot of production delays because of COVID and because things weren't going well. But I got them and I have them in this fantastic glass, which is by Nina from, uh, Nina from Etched Feelings. And it's got the Zelda symbol on it. And I'm just, I'm in love with this, but I love all my, my rupees in a glass now. I'm, I'm very rich. I get a sip of my
1: jewels. (laughs) that's very stormlight keeping keeping all your gems in a goblet that's true that's true
0: that is very true yeah
2: that's true that's my way of pretending this is on task
0: yep also joining us is Evgeny how's it going
4: hi hello I first of all I'm Argent hi hello hello I have been waiting a long time for this episode i have been yes yearning for this episode i've been hungry i've been <laughs> thirsting for why is it that hu- to hunger has such a different connotation than to thirst
5: you ever thought about that Han? I, like I don't context. Want this, this episode's going
4: great already <laughs> anyway anyway so on on the subject of thirst i i have a sh- uh, thing to show you Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> so, uh, oh, is Scott? Patrons of the channel will Ooh. will maybe have known uh, this this drink of choice that I only that I only take out for special occasions, oh. which uh, which this Yasna episode certainly is. Yes, and what we are looking at here is a bottle of Blue Label Johnny Walker Blue Label, which is like a two hundred dollars scotch. Oh, ho, ho. That oh, I man. have.
2: <laughs> Stomp.
0: Very, very little. On the ground. We're gonna, we're gonna finish it. Oh yeah, you that don't,
5: don't g- box. boxes on the do ground. You, I, I you always keep it in the box all the time. Yeah,
4: because it's a very pretty box.
5: Okay. I, <laughs> I, I don't know how these things, things work. Like it's crazy.
4: As well, uh, I don't have to. There's no like. Practical functional reason too, but it's a pretty box and this is a pretty bottle and so it's a Statement of I have more money than things to spend them on money's for spending, <laughs> money's money's for spending. For spending. For spending. You heard it here first oh, oh, okay.
1: that noise.
6: <laughs>
4: Ooh. Ooh. Let's do it again. It's a very
1: quirky noise Got some Foley going on here
3: ASMR yeah, let's just do an okay. ASMR of that for an hour <laughs>
4: I'm I, just, just whispering
0: I into the microphone. There you go.
4: I so I went to the store yesterday and bought a bottle of Japanese whiskey, uh, Akashi something. Ooh. And the 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 cap on, on the whiskey is just like a water bottle cap, but it's it's metal. And it's just so it's so unsatisfying to to have. It's just like give me give me the cork pop. That's that's like 10% of the whiskey experience so anyway (laughs) that
0: much okay wow uh also joining us is shannon hey i feel like it's been uh, a while since you've been on the show i don't know
5: i kind of feel like that too um but yeah i'm i'm gray or gray watch depending on where you find me and i don't have a show and tell but i really enjoy evgeny's every time so this has kind of been fun
6: yeah (laughs)
0: It went better than I was expecting. And I am Chaos, and I have some show-and-tell brought
1: from my lovely
0: wife who got this for my birthday. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh,
0: this, this is reversed. Okay, one second. I need to reverse this. Okay, we're over my here now. All right.
3: watching videos. So
0: we got we should... Odium uh, with raisins. Nice. Uh, and yeah, this, this is what uh between uh sea and sky uh made off of our tear vanging episode after a rhythm of war released uh and it's great and just got me a giant metal plate of this which is excellent uh oh also uh, <laughs> this has nine nine unmade ten days three planets one contest nice
4: uh nice yeah. cute
0: that's very and look cute. it
2: had to be in metal print because <laughs> Anything to <laughs> metal can't be changed by ruin. That's right.
4: <laughs> that is <laughs> that is true. That's yeah. Right.
2: yeah. All right. a hundred percent would go in and draw like a curly mustache on Odium. You <laughs> yep. just know he would. Yeah.
0: Yep. yep. Okay, so just so you know, if you want to skip our nonsense intros, you, there's, it's in YouTube chapter. You can just go to the next one.
1: <laughs> sorry. Uh, so- if you know who we are and don't care like, about our fun things yeah, that we bring.
0: Yes. Our always <laughs> on topic show and tell. This episode, we are going to talk about Yasna, which we've wanted to do since we really started the, the podcast since Oathbringer, but we just- didn't do it uh and so now we're going to talk about all of yasna including some uh interesting things that happened in rhythm of war so we'll talk about that as well um i think it's safe to say yasna is generally very popular in the fandom but then there's the backlash against her
4: popularity would,
0: would you say that that is fairly accurate
4: uh yeah 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 it is yeah, I I I think that's a fair statement. She is generally very popular, and yeah. there are a few people who hate her a lot. Yeah. And amongst the people who who generally like her, many dislike specific things in her story arc or character arc or personality there, or There things are like that.
0: there are some controversial things, so uh I'm I'm prepared for the dislikes, which is why I'm saying. Lots of opinions. It's fine if you disagree. She, she is fine. a
4: spicy character.
0: Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> I, I agree. I concur. So why don't we just get into it? So Yasna... Uh, oh, by the way, Rhythm of War... Th- Spoilers to Rhythm of War. Guess <laughs> it so wasn't obvious. Uh, so we're going to talk about all that stuff. Um, Honestly, we don't see that much of Yasna. Very few viewpoints from Yasna's perspective, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that's because... Yasna's going to be a main character in the back half. So like much more prominent, much more like Kaladin, Shalan, Dalinar is in the front half. Uh, yeah. Apparently, she's going to be one of the main flashback characters there. Uh, apparently, either book eight or book ten.
4: Um, and one of, one of the things that I always come back to um, in, in in this context is uh, an answer Brandon gave to... I think it was essentially the question of why isn't there more Yasna in... Uh, yeah. In the first book. And and I think that question came around the time of Wolfbringer, uh, but that's not really relevant. And brandon's answer was something to the effect of uh giving Yasna POVs is very dangerous because she yeah. can very easily steal the spotlight yes. from any yes. other character. Uh she mm-hmm. is so enigmatic, she is so powerful, she's so knowledgeable. It's extremely easy for the reader to attach to her instead of Kaladin, Shalan, Dalinar.
0: That, that's, um, that's why we had to basically not have her be in full shard plate glory in that scene where she's just wrecking people in <laughs> Rhythm of War. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this just for to get a feel for this. And totally not so Kaladin can get the proper living shard plate <laughs> reveal later. <laughs> but like, yeah, she is so but, powerful and, I, and
3: knows so much. She was one of the main viewpoint characters in Way of Kings Prime. True. So, like, she had an entire character arc there. Yep.
4: I assume I haven't read it. Yeah,
3: me, same.
4: <laughs> Which goes to show that she has been one of the earliest Stormlight characters in Brandon's mm-hmm. mind. Yeah.
2: And I think um, the fact that she she is set up like a main character, but we're only given drips of her for the reasons stated. And I think that's why people have grasped, like, grabbed onto her so strongly. Because if she was given to us all at once, then people would do that. But now we've got the, kind of the mystery reveal of having to mm. get little bits along the way. And that in and of itself can make characters seem much more uh, interesting, much more like you want to know what's going to happen with them. So we've yeah. got these dual things happening with Yasda, And I think that's why she is such a popular character with fans.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I, I feel like whether you like her or not, most people can tell that the way that Yasna's written, she is supposed to be a cool character. That's true. Like yes. she's she's very dynamic. Like she's very beautiful and she has great savage moments and she uh, is super competent and very smart. And yeah. so like, it makes sense why she's very popular, but then she also has these very controversial moments that, uh, can uh divide discussions around her. Yes. yes. Very we're going to get into them and
0: we're we're going we to deal with them, some of them with careful nuance which uh like, you know, our earlier Moash episode, lots of nuance gets lost in things. So we're hoping to have a nice nuanced discussion. So re- remember that that's
2: very important. Something that I like that Brandon's been able to do with Yasna is he's given us this Smart, strong, beautiful, witty female character, but he's also given us so many other little things that make her f- like fully rounded as a character. Because it could be very easy to try and create a character like <clears throat> like that on paper, and they come across as two dimensional or fall fall into the stereotypes that happened with the strong female character. Yeah, right, and exactly. Yasna really doesn't seem to fall into that even though she's got so little page time compared to anybody else, Brandon has been able to insert tiny bits about her, whether from other people's perspectives or things that you learn about her as a character that circumnavigate um, her becoming a stereotype instead of a a person.
4: Yeah. And I can can approach that from a slightly different direction. uh but uh, listeners and viewers who are familiar with our community will know that I frequently scour the internet for fan art and yes that's true uh, a lot of a lot of fan art that i run into is is not shockingly of yasna and many of the comment well not many of the comments but a lot of the commentary from and by the artists who who put up these pieces often Runs along the lines of, she was so inspiring. She, this is the kind of person I would like to be in life, and so there, there are other comments go in the ties uh-huh. direction, but they're not <laughs> relevant for this. Yeah.
0: So why don't we get into talking about uh, a bit about her personality, philosophy, outlook on life, because her outlook is very interesting. <laughs>
4: It's very strong. For sure.
0: Yes. So, obviously, she's a scholar. She's a Verist Italian, Um, which, honestly, re- reading Way of Kings, I thought Verist Italians were going to be more prominent. And they've got, like, a scene in Oathreger. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, okay. Uh, yeah. But. Maybe so, back half. Maybe back yeah, half. Maybe. maybe back half. We'll see.
4: <laughs> shove all the things into the back half.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, you're kind of doing that inherently with Yasna. shove
2: them in there like you do the the breadsticks into the bag meme.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, she finds family super important, very important to protect the colon family. That's like top objective, uh, which was very interesting to see that play out in Oathbringer with her and Renarin. Right, like that was yep. that was very compelling. Uh,
4: yep, there, sure. we don't see much of th- we don't see much of the family aspect in. The Way of Kings, right? Yeah, uh, right. we get we get a little bit mm-hmm. of kind of the other side, right? So when we are in the camps, Dalinar and Elokar and Navani sometimes would be talking about how they wish Yasna was, especially Dalinar. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and and I think Navani has a mention of how her daughter is better scholar than Navani ever was, and things like that. But we don't see much of much of Yasna. And then with Words of Radiance, we open up with yasna's prologue right in which yes. she mm. is she is concerned that a sudan might be a threat to the Colin family and she prologue. has no issues contemplating an assassination of the yep. queen yeah if that means protecting her family like she's gonna go far was and it the has, queen yet she was still well, a sure and she has like Outstanding and open offers for to like if anyone ever receives a contract on the colon family, they can come to her and she's gonna double the contract to essentially reverse flip it. Uno reverse it. Uno reverse it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uno reverse so, the assassination. She
0: she's very utilitarian in that way. It's like you're going mm-hmm. after my family, I will destroy you. That's just how it is. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um it is um, interesting, though, that she spends so much of the book away from her family. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's presumably still got these contracts out of, well, if someone's going to go after my family in the Shattered Plains, let me know. But she can only do so much from a distance, and particularly at that point, she knows she's a Radiant. She knows that she has personal power that she could bring to the table if she happened to be on the Shattered Plains. Yeah. But... It's that interesting dynamic between her her love and protection of her family, but also the potential destruction and dire consequences in the world and how yes. she has to look right. into that. Yes. That has yeah. to take the step above what she could provide for her family if she was there and having to just go off those long distance connections. Yeah.
3: Which I think really helps illustrate... like how much of a danger and threat to the world she believes that is if she's like leaving her family
4: vulnerable to go after this stuff like that's a big deal for her like so yeah I do want to focus a little bit more on the utilitarian aspect Mm -hmm. of her personality because I think um, it is going to inform a lot of our subsequent discussion of lessons and stuff
0: one in particular Uh,
4: (laughs) yasna is concerned with doing the most good for the most people while not being too concerned with doing harm to others right Um, and that
1: is what utilitarianism is like at its core most yeah. good. It doesn't matter the actions you use to get the most good. If it's going to have a good result, it's the right thing to do. Which is, is very interesting
0: stuff. with like the journey before destination stuff, where it's like, no, the way you do things does matter. Like that's kind of a thing.
3: But yeah, but I think we've also had a very windrunner focused view. We totally have. We totally have. Journey we totally C- have. Absolutely. Like, they are like, I, I believe Brandon's mentioned this in Set. Like different orders have different interpretations of that first ideal, which I think is very interesting. It's probably like
5: life before death. You know, it's sort of like most That's
3: that's the first one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: It's just an interesting uh, difference of philosophy between Yasna and Kaladin, which I always like. Their banter might be
4: a bit of a generous (laughs) term,
0: but their sparring.
4: Verbal dueling. Yes. Um, But but this overlaps very interestingly with another character's outlook on life, and that is Taravengian. Yes. Who <laughs> yes. in some ways is also very utilitarian. Absolutely. I mean, in many ways he is very utilitarian, but he pushes the slider on that scale much farther than Yasna ever does.
0: Yeah. Right? Like Yasna considers a few things like Mm -hmm. well we can just kill every singer that'd solve the problem it's like i mean you're you're
1: not wrong the herald and kill all the heralds Heralds yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: and i think that something like that she would suggest it and then if there wasn't uh anyone standing in her way she might attempt it but i don't think she would succeed in attempting that because i think she would get to a point where some other feelings inside her kick in saying there is a line and i am about to cross that line that i don't want to because there's a very big difference between suggesting something
5: and actually following it through particularly when it's you know genocide i also think that like suggest i think a lot of people get in this thing where they think that suggesting something means that she wholeheartedly um believes that and that she supports it um when in fact it's sort of like you can suggest something as like a course of action to even just like define the limits of the conversation that they're about to have. Um, And it doesn't actually mean that Yasna likes genocide
0: um it definitely feels yeah. like a suggestion that's very much scholarly in nature like let's list out literally every possibility and yeah we probably won't do these ones but we need to talk about all those situations it's sort right? of
5: like in her mind i can see this being like a we'll list everything and then we'll cross them off according to what they are and then right. be ch- and then be met with why are you supporting genocide and you know yeah. like that's like i can see why she wouldn't even be bothered because it's like of course i don't believe in genocide or like genocide or so would support this path even though i was the one who brought it up mm-hmm. we're brainstorming we're listing everything and we'll cross them off yeah. the list later
3: yeah because yeah. Yeah. remind me like she she, she suggested it, but she i don't think she argues for it nope.
5: no i i think what
1: she did i think she brings up the herald's plan first and mm-hmm. kaladin is there and is like whoa we can't do that and she suggests like Okay, we could kill all the heralds instead or we could kill all the singers instead. Do you want that instead? Sort of like as a like escalation um, of if you're not going to I think that's that's where it is. We could go find the the scene, but I think it, that's it the is context, definitely so. in the same
4: scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think she brings it up as an alternative. In fact, I think that's the the first course of action she she suggests. And uh, as with many things, context is super important, right? They they have essentially just learned that the singers are yes they are they're not humans but like they're they're living thinking beings yeah people people. but they are also vessels for an eternally reincarnating enemy and and one of the ways to solve the problem is to make sure that there are no vessels like she doesn't express any eagerness or joy at the prospect yeah. of, of annihilating an entire species, but also I can see, I can see a situation where she's like, "But what other option do we have? Like anything else we do, they will just keep coming okay. back until it is diffused." That exterminate, them. exterminate. Yeah,
6: could I
0: yeah, read the Yasna's saying, uh, "The Stormfather said there the heralds pact was weakened, but not did not say it was destroyed." I suggest that we at least see if one of them is willing to return a damnation. Perhaps they can still prevent the spirits of the enemy from being reborn. It's either that or we completely exterminate the parchment so that the enemy has no hosts. She met Kaladin's eyes in the face of such an atrocity. I would consider the sacrifice of one or more heralds to be a small price. And Kaladin Mm -hmm. says, Storms, have you no sympathy?
6: So that's what she says. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. They're thinking so, about these things very different. differently oh, Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I like, think, she- like, yes, is bringing up the obvious, like, thing—the elephant in the room—of what mm-hmm. is the easiest smash the uh, smash the problem solution we kill everybody like th- that that yeah. is the easiest go-to that doesn't mean it's the good one but it yeah. does need to be acknowledged
3: mm-hmm. yeah but also it's like she doesn't say let's murder the heralds and send them back she says like let's ask them are any of them willing to go back yeah yeah
0: yeah and so she she's balancing like the greater good There, like i mean we could kill all the parchment but this is way less of a sacrifice. Uh, it's
4: better for one person to die and yeah. suffer than for us to commit a genocide.
1: Yeah. yeah. I do think she starts that scene with a bit of the bombshell, like, well, the solution is obvious. We have to kill the heralds and then <laughs> talks about being willing, which is a very Yasna thing to do of like, uh, I'm going to shock you all to get you thinking about this because we need to discuss, <laughs> you know, it's it's very much what's the problem? Here's a solution. Yes. Oh, you don't like plan A? Yeah. Sorry, plan B's is yes. worse. Yeah, we got to talk about this. She, she yeah. does
0: mm-hmm. say a bit before, like Yasna's, they're, let, they're brainstorming and Yasna's like, this is too small. This is the real problem. The And yeah, she's like, yes, the answer is obvious. Yeah. We need to find the Heralds. Then we need to kill them. Uh, and then she goes them. into detail <laughs> about it. So
2: yeah, right. And that is such a utilitarian way of thinking as well. Like her thought process, this entire scene. It is very um, okay, what's the logical path forward? Like what if we divest this from emotion? How would I how would I put this on paper to make it work? And that's how she's talking through things. And then you have people like Kaladin in the room who think about things very, yes. very differently yeah. and in a very contradictory way, who is not neither of them are seeing that the other is thinking about it differently i don't yes, think they're both right. trying to in a way go why aren't you understanding what i'm saying and just almost talking past each other at the end totally
0: agree yeah it's gonna be yeah. so great to see windrunner else collar uh headbutting because that is gonna be quality yeah, for sure. it's gonna be i good. am so
4: excited for like knight's radiant orders interactions and conflicts and drama because i feel like the windrunners are gonna butt a lot of heads with a lot of people. i
0: i absolutely agree yeah. and that's gonna be great
4: and to skybreakers see. yeah windrunners and light weavers windrunners yeah. and else colors <laughs> yeah.
2: and it's gonna be nice <laughs> to see as an alternative to what we've had which has been almost entirely windrunner focus in the in the positive like it, it's all been right well Look at how great the Windrunners are and how great it is to look at things from this perspective to the detriment of every other order,
4: almost. Yeah. yeah, It's mm-hmm.
0: going to be great in the back half to see that in action. And
4: and now, having, having seen four out of the five ideals of the Windrunners, you can imagine an order full of people who are stuck at the third at most because the fourth one is very, very difficult for them. Being an order that thinks for the lack of a better phrase too small right if you're having right. a, a full like uh, uh all out global war mm-hmm. you cannot worry about protecting everyone yep, literally you everyone you cannot not kill people in a situation like that yep. and a windrunner who doesn't accept that they can't protect everyone Is not going to be, it's just not going to be able to function after some time because people will die and those minerals will break.
1: Mm -hmm. I assume uh, edge dancers probably also butt heads with these sort of like the big picture orders because edge dancers are also very much about the small people, the forgotten, don't. Don't forget who you're. You're going after. Oh,
0: I'm so excited! I love this interplay. It's gonna be so good. It's like yes, and these are why the scholarly ones are over here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like also
3: the the stone wards are very like they fight battles that can't be won. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you like, do
0: need some of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But like we also need yeah, some high level of tactical
3: str strategic decision making here. Which is why there's ten orders yeah. of knights instead of yeah one. Yep.
6: yeah. I. Need-
3: so I will
1: say at the risk of I don't want to delve too far into philosophy cast, um, uh-huh. yes, but I will say that personally, I really dislike utilitarianism. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good oh. philosophy, and I'm very suspicious of people who espouse it. And a lot of my issues with Yasna do tend to stem from her utilitarianism. Which, um, for those who don't know, I tend to affiliate myself with skybreakers <laughs> and edge dancers <laughs> most closely, um, which are very much like, you know, certain actions are wrong. It doesn't matter you how you justify it. Like, right. this, is, this is a wrong thing to do. Um, and yeah, so I... I have trouble with Yasna because of that, and because of that is is like Taravangian is like the worst villain in my book, yeah, because he's so darkly utilitarian, yeah. And I see a lot of those similarities in the things that Yasna says sometimes, and I'm like, that's a scary philosophy. I don't, I don't approve of this. I don't think you're correct in the way that you're going about this. I,
0: I was, I think that this really connects with the lesson, so we should probably just talk about that. But I, I was thinking yeah. about the lesson in prepping this, where uh, the the lesson, if you forgot, in Way of Kings is uh, where Shal- uh, Yasna takes Shalon out for, uh, you know, a stroll at night and... Uh, a lesson
4: in practical philosophy. Yes. Or applied philosophy. And <laughs> oh, they,
0: philosophy. they go into a dark alley and they are attacked by uh, a group of men and yasna just kills them all and she's like they, they have been a problem for a while the city's not doing anything about it uh there's i should be allowed to walk uh the streets at night and uh they needed to be dealt with
5: and i can feel my adrenaline coming up as just in preparation <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah <laughs> the topic like can i add yes. some extra context yes please to that So I think the other things that are useful to keep in mind is Yasna killed the men because she wanted to do Taravangian a service, because she thought the Taravangian had put himself too out there by allowing her to be in the Palo name. And the policing in the city had become worse. And there was rumors that it was to do with people in politics deliberately um, like suppressing policing in the city to allow crime to become worse. So I think those are very important points mm-hmm. in the overall picture that um, I wanted to mention.
0: Jess is the Karbranth F- expert. She wrote the entire Carbranth article. <laughs> it's very exhausting. I did, to,
2: I did have to go back and double check to make sure I, I was do. Going-
5: yeah, thing. I do think the policing in Carbreth is extremely necessary context for the yes, lesson it is, and it's yes, topic. definitely. um it's it's you can't have the conversation about the morality of Yasna's actions without talking about how corrupt um the guard. These specific murders, um, were not being brought in and there is like this whole like kind of background context of like corruption and these guys were never going to get punished by the Mm -hmm. the rightful uh, like law keepers in the city uh so that's that's been one of like the main things that guides like what I feel personally about the scene and what I think like it was the the street
2: that they went down it was very much set up and Yasna knew this going in that you shouldn't walk down that street because you will run into people who are there specifically waiting for rich patrons who have missed the the memo to not go down there. So it wasn't unknown that there wasn't going to be men down there who were going to attack them. They always were going to be there, and it seemed like this sort of semi-secret that people just knew. And it's suddenly everyone else's problem if they don't avoid going down these streets, instead of it being the problem of the people attacking the people. Right. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we want to be very careful that uh, yeah, w- women walking out uh, on the streets at night, uh, it's the problem of the attackers, because women should be al- allowed to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that's connected mm-hmm. with my general yep. feeling like, yeah, I don't worry about walking out on the street at night, but I'm also a white dude, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which is very privileged. But with the morality of this, it it occurred to me that, like, it totally makes sense. That's like, yes, this is a problem that needs to be dealt with. And so, like, you you can see what Yasna's going for, but also people be uncomfortable with a single person being jury and executioner in that moment. Right. Uh, which, Which sort of. Like, it reminds me of what you just said about utilitarianism, uh, Alex. Like, Mm -mm. if someone's putting on, like, I need to do the bad things so no one else does, like, that could lead you to some pretty bad places, potentially, right? Like, if you really move the slider over, then you're Terevangian, right? Which is Mm. not great.
2: And utilitarianism goes hand in hand with vigilanteism. It's someone taking up that mantle of, I get to decide who gets to live or die, or who gets to be beaten up or not, and I get to decide how much good is done by me taking this person out.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and like, there's an interesting like the fact that Yasta knew that the men would be there. Throws like if Shalon and Yasna hadn't known, like, um, and they had just walked and they had been attacked. I don't think anybody would object to Yasna defending herself and right. killing the people. Mm-hmm. It's because she knew going in that, like, yes, these people are going to attack. And specifically I'm specifically
2: going, going there. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: yeah. I, I will I say think it's
2: The difference between okay. self defense and deliberately provoking. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Um, I will say some people have objected to the murder specifically. Um, so some of the arguments I've seen go along the lines of, well, she is powerful enough at that stage of her life to not kill these people. Uh, she, can, she can hurt them. She can maim them. She can um, restrain them and bring them to justice in other ways. But where those people, those, those fans draw the line is, but she didn't do any of those things. She killed them. And, and that doesn't sit well with some people because it may be a punishment that is greater than what the crimes of those people warrant.
0: And I think that's a reasonable thing to think, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it, just thinking about the policing, maybe Yasna, and we, we don't know this, but maybe Yasna was thinking... No, they're, they're just going to get off scot free, like in, in the regular system. So I, I have to deal with them.
5: Uh, we do but... know that they had been brought in before. Oh, okay, OK, great. Free. Fantastic. No.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I believe
5: I believe that is part of the chapter. We can we mm. can double check this before this yeah. goes out. Um, but they had been brought in before and um, they like or the, the police had been pointed in their direction and specifically is, yeah. and specifically done nothing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. so they yeah, were the never were told about this problem and it didn't didn't
5: yeah, get nothing happened.
2: it wasn't an unknown problem. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
5: yeah. But
3: I I also think Jasna is smart enough and intelligent enough that like she's aware of what level of punishment their actions should have resulted in.
5: Like it, we know it, in this fantasy wasn't. fantasy society, we know that the punishment the legal punishment for what these men did was death if she handed if she handed them in and justice were served they would have died Mm -hmm. um
3: so like i i feel in my personal opinion of Yasna that if those people didn't deserve death like in a fair court of law she wouldn't have murdered them yeah.
2: Oh, it's so I have a quote from yes. this scene that I Fantastic. think is a good one to go off all of this But to discuss. Uh, when Yasna is going back to the Palinae with Shallan, she says, Am I a monster or am I a hero? Did I just slaughter four men or did I stop four murderers from walking the streets? Does one deserve to have evil done to her by consequences of putting herself while evil can reach her? Did I have a right to defend myself or was I just looking for an excuse to end lives? And these are a lot of difficult questions that don't Absolutely. have a right or wrong answer. No, they don't. There, there is not a black or white answer here. My opinions will differ, differ here, and that that's okay. That, ah. And Yasna's asking herself this in world as well. It's yeah. not that she's just doing these actions and then it moves on and it's just for readers to Mm-hmm. Think about like in world. She's asking Shalan, and this um, affects Shalan's story going forward. Mm-hmm. It leads to Shalan definitely stealing the yep. soul caster, mm-hmm. uh, and also Shalan. Yeah. yeah, immediately she yeah. was so it's upset. Like, I, I am. This um, is not
0: okay. Yeah, right.
2: And also, just the way she—I think Shalan goes to Yasna later and says, "I don't think he did the right thing."
3: Yeah, yeah. It's like y-
2: Yasna it, it like. Effect
3: yasna like asked her like okay like because it, it was part of it like you now study all of these philosophies and like tell me what they say about <laughs> the lesson and like shallan's um response is like what she did was i can't remember if it's legal or if it was ethical like just but not right maybe
0: it, yeah Something it, like it that? was
3: like it was legal but it wasn't moral i i
4: think that's yeah, what it was. That was yeah the distinction yeah
0: you know all this conversation is just really making me think i kind of want yasna's utilitarianism put to the test like and see how far down a dark path is she willing to go what are her limits and see that in her point of view of her thinking yeah. about these possibilities, that's, that could be very interesting,
1: right? I mean, I think we do get to see at one point her utilitarianism is put to the test and fails, um, mm-hmm. which I don't want to go too much into this topic, but she decides that the correct thing to do is to kill Renarin right. because he's yeah. a threat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is exactly and what I was going to yep. bring up. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. He, she chooses mm-hmm. not to do that not because of any sort of utilitarian response, not because she thinks he's not a threat, but because she has an emotional response. And yeah. I think there's a lot of people who see Yasna as more like cold, emotionless, will always just do the cutthroat thing that needs to be done and that's really not who she is um i think even ivory gets ivory, yeah, about i was just her.
0: thinking that it's yeah. like oh you're more like a spren than most people yeah and Yasmine
1: corrects him she's like no i'm i'm really not like yeah she can make herself do some pretty cutthroat brutal things but i don't think she ever feels emotionless about them
6: mm. and no and yes what I earlier about
2: there being a line and she knows what that line is, even if it's not consciously. But if she butts that line, she knows that she has to step back. And that line was Renarin.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emily.
5: I was about to say, um, she's she's not as cold as people think she is. She's very guarded. Um, yeah, right. She, she holds her emotions very, very close to the chest um, because she lives in a world where her showing emotion is weakness and weakness that there are lots of people around her will use against her that she has a lot of enemies. Um, She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't like emote. She doesn't like, or like openly show her emotions, but she, she just guards herself um and she she's very careful about who she shows her inner self to, and we sort of get that for the first time really like in glimpses with Shalon and way of kings and words of radiance um you know and it's sort of like there there is like a real person with a beating heart and emotions um under there she just lives in a world where she can't show weakness
0: yeah and yeah. i mean in the lofty I mean, high society we, you cannot show weakness just straight up
5: you can't mm-hmm. do that and not
1: not just society but we we also have on our list to talk about yasna being paranoid but there's a very tactical advantage for her (laughs) putting out a front of if you mess with me i will just murder you don't come lot of bloods.
0: don't come at my family
1: you will just die um And, you know, even if she does, she's not quite as cold and ruthless deep down, like she wants her enemies to
4: think that she feels
1: nothing and will just snap and turn you into smoke. (laughs) That's Give her half a reason
4: and you're gone. This reminds me of uh, another lesson, this one less controversial that Uh uh, she imparted upon Shallan, and that is that power is an illusion. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and and this plays into exactly the same effect. If she presents an illusion, if she presents a facade of being always in control, always knowing what to do, always being able to quickly and efficiently deal with any problem that comes in her way, then the number of problems <laughs> that do come her way will be severely diminished because a lot of people will just go, I do not want to deal with that. Yeah
5: that's so Mm -hmm. important to like kind of who she is as a person it's sort of like i think people think oh it's sort of i don't want to maybe i won't go too deep on what i think other people think um (laughs) just that just that (laughs) just the sense of like yasna doesn't care she's cold she's mean she's like um she only like she's powerful and she only really cares about power but that's so important to remember is that she knows how fragile like the the appearance of power is Mm. um and so she's like it almost feels like when you when you look at past the mask she presents she's kind of like always scrambling not in the sense of like she's behind or powerless but she she's so aware of her position and she you know she will not she wants to to keep her place her of advantage she wants to it's 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 a, in 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 essence she wants to stay safe and her people to stay safe. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say scrambling I would say she's Think, constantly working about- towards maintaining that.
1: Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking um in the way that she deals with Ruthar in um mm-hmm. in yeah. uh I say it, it was no Ruthless. R- yeah. what's that book called? Rhythm of War. Thank you. Yeah, it's <laughs> Thank so, you it, this Ooh, is,
0: is gonna Rhythm be even War. worse in uh book five, because be,
1: it's just the reversing. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. This, all this stuff. Um yeah. but I think if regrowth healing wasn't a thing, she would have just killed him she would have had no compunctions about just straight up killing him mm-hmm. to prove her point. I think, I think she did the, you know, some truth watcher healing as like, <laughs> look, I can also be a little bit merciful, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I would not have,
4: you, do you disagree with me on I, that? I, I think I'd disagree I would disagree
2: slightly, that. but Afghani can get okay. fast. That's interesting.
4: So I think if regrowth, were not available to her at the time she would have concocted a different plan to a similar effect
0: i was thinking the same one, one okay. that
4: doesn't require an assassination of of a high prince but somehow maybe mutilates maybe just embarrasses or shames or otherwise maneuvers that high prince into the position that she wants the entire thing to to end with um so like because regrowth is a tool that she has access to in her toolbox and it's a very powerful tool it opens Mm -hmm. up a lot of doors so that she can do a lot of weird things a lot of dramatic things and then just go oh nope that actually i still proved my point but also there are no like lasting physical consequences like that but without that tool her plans have to shift i think i can see that
2: i think that she has grown as a character to realize she needs to be more sympathetic than Mm -hmm. she would have been when she wasn't queen. And I think the I don't know how much the lesson plays into it, but I think the interaction with Kaladin that we're talking about earlier very much does. Because it showed so much how someone can very much disagree with like her ruthlessness and when she steps into the role of queen, I think she acknowledges to some extent that she needs to be more merciful than she probably would be otherwise. And so I I agree with Evgeny that she still would have done something to get the same Mm -hmm. effect, but wouldn't have just killed him and left him to die. Because I think that's something that Mm -hmm. would detract from her being good at her job. And I think she wants to do a good job as queen and to be the most effective queen possible. That person needs to have some mercy.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I have an alternative explanation for why she left. I, I think the mercy is a, like needing to be seen to have mercy is definitely a probably an aspect of it. But Ruthar is like one of the main threats to her power. like one of like the last remaining high princes that haven't fallen into line she doesn't want him to become a martyr she doesn't want him to be like this figure of like she murdered the great high prince ruthar and then another person rises up to do that yeah yeah
0: yeah i think all of that Uh, is in yasna's calculations Mm -hmm. yeah it's going to be very interesting just seeing this all in her POV, like just really mm-hmm. get into her head. I can see why people are very excited for more Yasna POVs. Yeah.
3: Very excited. And it's also yeah. like, we'll be getting it in her, well, we, we will have flashbacks, but like, she'll also be a decade, decade and a half older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So be she'll be cool. right around the age that Navani and Dalinar are
4: uh yeah closer to navani she is she is yeah. mid to late 30s now so color 50 in the back half mm-hmm.
2: sure it's interesting seeing in her head now though thinking mm-hmm. of the rhythm of war scene where she's in the battle and she's not as composed as no. she presents and i think this goes yeah. back to before of like you power is an illusion and she pu- she projects this illusion and she really does not feel it sometimes. And granted, she's in the middle of a battle and everybody's fighting and dying. Yeah. So there is also that part, but that was, it's always interesting seeing within someone's head versus outside of someone's head. And I think yeah. Brandon does a very good job at making everyone's inner voice not sound the same and really be their own distinct voice that doesn't necessarily look the same way to other people. And Yasna is a very good example of it.
0: Yeah. Her viewpoints and perspective are so uniquely Yasna that you're like, I'm in Yasna's head. And this is very different than everyone else. Mm
5: -hmm. Okay. More on, more on the lesson that I kind of wanted to bring up before we, before we totally move on is like the, the legal rightness of what Yasna did um because i don't really see a difference between what Yasna did versus what Adelin did versus what Skybreakers do i genuinely don't see a difference um she's in a position of power and authority um with she has the legal right to act without being punished um she's a friend of like the king um she's like a very highborn sure. lighteyes um and it's sort of like I definitely want to draw a comparison between what Yasna did and what Adolin did in that there was no way the justice system was going to do this properly. Mm
6: -hmm.
5: Sure. Um, And kind of what the difference is, is that Yasna and Adolin can act without consequence because they're light eyes. Um, So I think that also is like a, an element of this conversation in that if a dark eyes, if a dark eyed woman had done what Yasna had did, um she would not have the same legal protections and she probably would have been punished for vigilanteism. Yep. Um but Yasna is perceived in world as having the right to do what she did. Um mm-hmm. and I think that's point. that's part of like what's really important. Um Adolin is actually on slightly, like, shakier ground. Because yeah, she, he is, actually, he, yeah. <laughs> because uh, what he did was, like, he acted against a peer, an equal. Right, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so he, that's not just, like, the justice system. That's also politics. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, but, like, Yasna's position was... Um, she corrected w- the failure of the law. Like, and, you know, so it's kind of like this thing of, like... Does, does she have, like, the right to do that? And a lot of people... I'm surprised to see that their answer is no, but I think that's a very modern take on this. This is a very like 21st century Earth, North America take on the law and the right to act in the bounds of the law. And I just want to like bring that again to skybreakers is that skybreakers don't really have legal rights to act. They just have superpowers and they decided we're the law ones mm-hmm. who, you know, it's sort of like who gave them the right except for their Spren. You know, it's a there's a yeah, there's a lot to like who has the right to act that I think is like a confusion point here. I
1: I think skybreakers do get legal rights from the, the governments that they they operate in, but they, they submit to people. My, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think my qualms with the lesson are more on a personal level. Um I the thing that I struggle with morally is the premeditated nature of what Yasna did. It's that Yasna intentionally went out on the street looking for strangers to kill. She didn't know these people. She didn't, they hadn't done anything to her. She just knew that there were bad people out there somewhere and she wanted to find someone, kill them. And it's not so much the sort of societal outcome that, you know, I I can see that there was a benefit to society to to kill these people who were a problem. But I struggle with the sort of personal choice to take that action in a way, mm. which I think is what makes it stand out from Adeline's for me, because Adeline's really wasn't premeditated that's at all. That's true. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a moment. It was It was a crime of passion, which is a different sort of bad, but um, yes. mm-hmm. that has its own issues. But yeah, I think that was, and I think that's what Shalon sort of... Uh, feels uncomfortable with was the the intentionality of yasna's choices it was looking for someone to kill and not just not just as a way of improving society but also as a philosophical question um is is uh, kind of like i also i don't think
5: it was I she didn't with that she didn't murder them she waited until they attacked it was their choice to attack her is like mm-hmm. kind of my feelings on it free will free will they could yeah, have oh chosen man. not to attack this specific mm-hmm. and yes and it wouldn't have killed them
4: that's true oh yeah. alex um it's i know it, i know i'm a little a little while stuff. a little while ago you you <laughs> talked about how much you hate um utilitarianism as a as a philosophy and I've been yeah. wondering how to inject into the podcast that I really strongly subscribe to that philosophy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Some of my very good friends are utilitarians. so
2: I'm interested in this comparison with the skybreakers that you've brought up because it's not something I've thought that much about of. But just thinking about the skybreakers, even though they do the paperwork, as we said before, <laughs> To get the warrants and stuff in these different countries, they still basically tell them, We're going to do this thing. You're just going to, on paper, t- let us do that. And we see that with Lyft, right? Like, Nail mm-hmm. goes after Lyft. Doesn't matter where she is. He just goes to any government and says, I'm now going after this girl. Here, <laughs> here is my paperwork. You will approve it. So they are, by that nature, deciding what the law is themselves, which is, Pretty similar to what Yasa does. She says, I'm going to do this thing. It's now going to be fine, and I'm going to go do this action. And it just, my brain really jumped to what happened with Lyft and what happened with the prisoners uh, in Makabakan, the Pure Lake. Lake. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. because that was very intentionally set up so that they could kill the jailer. Also, the prisoners, but specifically set up so they could kill the jailer. And that was their intention. And there's no way that they went to the country and were like, oh, well, there are these prisoners that are escaped. And then the country went, well, go kill the jailer. No, they wanted to do that. And they set in motion the way to do it, which to me is yeah, exactly what Yasna did. So I'm very much with you with this comparison with
1: the Skybreakers.
5: I think actually, like if Yasna had gone in there and not even waited to kill them and just did it, that would have been more of the Skybreaker philosophy of like, I'm going to go kill them because they need to be stopped and this is the law and the law is failing. So I'm going to. She, yeah, you right, know, it's true. sort of like she actually did less than a Skybreaker would in that, <laughs> like waiting for them to act first. So it was self defense. She waited until it was in all senses self defense. Um, but I wonder if that's yeah. just her like doing the paperwork part of it because the <laughs> skybreakers so just unload that i, I never got, got the sense of like, like well they yeah, like, no, they no, had I'm all the chance you, in the world of, yeah it's sort of like yeah. she didn't force them to do anything um you know it's yeah. sort of like she didn't force the law to do it she was like they had every chance not to act and it was confirmation to her that these were the men that she was looking for as
2: well right these weren't yeah. some other people who happened to be walking past
1: I, I will say, I don't think Nail is a very good Skybreaker. <laughs> <laughs> they're very the corrupted at this stage, issues. right? Yeah. I our, think our,
5: everyone yeah, but Seth does, does what follows in Nail's footsteps and that they make yeah. the law um, work for them and they twist it to get what they want. Yeah, and they're that, very mm.
0: twisted at this stage.
5: Yeah, I, do, yeah. I, I think they, they have issues.
1: Um, skybreaker is another another, another
0: whole podcast, I think, because we, um, we could talk a lot about we that. We
1: should do a Skybreaker podcast. A podcast.
0: Great. Yeah. Um, someday. It's on the list.
1: It's on the list. I do think skybreakers probably, they might have killed the people in the alley, but they would have gone after the police who were not doing their job. That's true. And they would, they would fix the, if the system isn't working, you fix the system is the, the skybreaker thing, which is why I think they they go after the jailer is... It wasn't just that the prisoners did a bad thing. The system was wrong. We need to fix the, the problem in the system. Um, that's interesting. Is kind of the, the skybreaker philosophy. Yep. I think maybe they could have methods of fixing systems that aren't just murder. Uh, I think they're a little <laughs> murder happy right now. <laughs> There's uh, better ways to get people to do their job. But, that's pseudo, you know, that's that's pseudo where they're at.
5: medieval fantasy ethics for you. Yeah, that they're, yeah. they're not ready to be in a world yet where their penal system... Well, to even have a penal system, actually. Thinking about the nature of that word, they have a trial and death system. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: What I'm hearing is that we need uh, Marisai to come from (laughs) Skadriel to Vershar and give them some (laughs) tips on how to have a good policing system. Skadriel is very modern at this point.
0: Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. The
4: time frame kind of works. Yeah. (laughs) We're
0: closest. Also, sort of on the... Under the umbrella of Yasna's philosophy, uh, but in a, in a different uh, a different axis is Yasna's atheism because Brandon uh, really wanted to make sure that Yasna was an atheist and that he was writing that perspective really well, you know, uh, because he is you know religious and so he went to forums and was like reading about like what do atheists believe uh, and. I don't know how much we need to discuss on that, but I, as an atheist myself, I think he did a fantastic job with Yasna. It's, just- it's
3: also very interesting that Brandon made his atheist character. Hopefully he will have more in the future. Yeah, We don't want Yasna to be the singular. But in a universe where what many people would believe are divine beings... Right. Because, like... Atheism in a world where like gods are confirmed to exist, like D and D, like all yeah, of that. Right, thing. right, right. Atheism does mean something slightly different. It's because like she, right. like she doesn't like deny the existence of the shards. So right. like that's like they're there. It's like uh, and they're very. She just powerful. doesn't think they're worthy of worship. They're, right. They are not gods in that sense. Right, and she probably doesn't believe in think the god beyond exists. Probably not, but. The reason i'm bringing it up brandon still does an excellent point um make an excellent expression of atheism in yasna like he i think i'm not atheist but i think he does a fairly good job of portraying what atheism would look like in this world
2: yep i appreciate that yasna is not the atheist character who feels like she has to try and Debate people on God, uh, yes, or try and convince true. them that they are wrong. It it is something that I really appreciate to have an atheist character who's like, I'm happy with my beliefs. They don't need to be against yours all the time. We can both just sit here, Taravangian, and we don't have this conversation, okay? We can agree so to disagree. I, I did that's really, fine. really appreciate that. Yeah. Because like the conversation with Tara Vangela, like, he is the one who's pressing her to try and get her to debate with him about him being religious and her not. And she just doesn't want to. And a lot of the atheist people I know, are like I, you can have your religion. That's fine. We we don't have to have a debate about this. We can both have our own Beliefs and that's 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 yep. okay. We can both exist as we are.
1: So I really like that. That that was something I really appreciated. Yep. The the fact that Yasna had a conversation about atheism with someone who later became
6: a god.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> like that scene is very odd because it's like Caravan's religiousness himself is like it's kind of bizarre. <laughs>
5: I really think uh, I really love uh, the scenes in Way of Kings, especially for Yasna's atheism. And it's sort of like, uh, I'm not an atheist, um, you know, so it's sort of like I would be, if I was in this world, I would probably be the one arguing with her, but it's sort of like, I, totally appreciate i was just hoping for what's his face uh cabsol to like fall on his face because i'm just like you know you just like get that secondhand embarrassment of like don't 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 do this stop she doesn't want she doesn't care she doesn't want to talk to you about this Just leave it she's heard this one before it's not convincing you know that that kind of thing Uh,
0: um as an atheist who has heard a lot of the arguments like oh i have heard it before i'm i'm good i I don't want to have the conversation (laughs)
5: yeah so that was good uh and i also think there was a WOB that i thought was really it was the one about like brandon was talking about how like oh this is so hard to explain like the one about uh even like religious people in this world wouldn't consider the shards to be gods um because of like the nature of like our in world beliefs about about god it's sort of like we would probably believe in like the god beyond or whatever um but we would be with yasna and not treating the shards and all that stuff as like as worthy of worship and it's like he had this quote about it and it's sort of like and that's sort of like i think that's like what like especially like the monotheistic like christian people like get around it you know it's sort of like of course those aren't god like they're not saying anything about yeah because
0: in that in that aspect the God is perfect and does not make mistakes. Whereas the shards that really lives. do. Yeah, yeah, all that lives. Lives,
2: Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. And yes, yeah. That's interesting.
2: Later on, when like uh, Taravangian, not Taravangian, uh, Taravast <laughs> is revealed <laughs> oh, to Dalinar, yes. and Dalinar's like, "God is dead." And I, there's a scene with Yasu. I can't even remember which book it's in. It must be book three or four, where I think someone's talking to her about it, and she's like, "This doesn't change my beliefs because my beliefs weren't just about." this one god that you considered god it's about everything yeah
6: yeah mm-hmm. she, really she has a good
1: conversation with uh dalinar in oathbringer i think it's while they're walking around one of his visions actually oh yeah where I that's think probably the yeah. last yeah. yeah. desolation one say, yeah yeah it's the yeah like navani has gone off to look yeah. at the fabrials and um they, you know, he sort of talks about like, oh, you must feel very like, oh, I can't remember his phrasing, but basically like indicating. sort of, you must feel like I told you so. Right. And she's like, no, I'm really sad that you have lost this thing that was of a, that was a right. comfort to you. Right. Yeah. that's um, yeah. mm-hmm. this very, very mature take that, that she has. She's, she is never pushy with her beliefs. That's or, my yeah, perspective rubs as it well. In yeah. Right. We find Good out that. that you know, the gods have died or whatever.
4: That scene has another great moment for her where she uh, she gives advice to Dalinar, telling him, because c- now he's struggling with his own kind of nascent form of atheism, having learned that uh, the entity he used to worship yeah. uh, is dead. And, and she tells him that uh, people will come after him, the Voren church specifically will come after him, and they will try to define him for something that he is not, and he mm-hmm. needs to not let them. Yep.
5: Mm-hmm. He knows. She knows what she's talking about. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. That's her experience.
4: <laughs> lots of experience with the
0: and, church and trying I've, to I've, I've her. gone through
4: like the whole spectrum of of atheism from like militant. I will. I will now tell you why uh, you yes. being religious. <laughs> Is wrong. Let me let me use my my three hundred IQ brain, brain, yes. brain <laughs> right?
0: Galaxy to, to, takes
4: to prove your beliefs wrong. Um, to the point where I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe not. And and now I am I am settled in a very comfortable flavor of of uh, belief where I am I am very much like Yazna in this regard. In that I don't I don't mess with your affairs. You just don't mess with mine. If it comforts you, great. Moving a bit on from
0: Yasna's philosophy and things, there is something that we get very few clues about. And that is, there's some mysterious past aspect in Yasna. And I'm very interested because clearly this is foreshadowing for later things, like her flashbacks, right? Uh,
2: We gotta get flashbacks in there somehow.
0: That's right, uh, and so there's this aspect of like a lunacy. It's very interesting.
4: It's mm-hmm. it's some kind of illness or an episode, uh, or 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 it might not even be like psychological in nature. It could be supernatural in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something happens when Yasna is about eleven, uh, and and we know it's it's around that time because Dalinar and Gavilar. Are having a conversation about it on the day of Adolin's birth, and and Adolin is about eleven years younger than Yasna, right? Um, and uh, Gavilar wants to talk to Dalinar, and Dalinar doesn't know what, doesn't know what they're going to talk about, and he he guesses that it's about uh, what he calls Yasna's lunacy, uh, or I think Gavilar calls it you know, lunacy yeah, at that right. moment <laughs> uh, as a response. So it's it's around that time frame. Uh, and then Gavilar just kind of brushes it off. And, oh, no, she's recovered. She's fine. And that is about 50% of the evidence we have of that. <laughs> um, yep. And yeah. the other the other 50% uh, uh, once again come from Oltbringer, from one of Yasna's POVs, from the scene where she is in her room alone with Ivory, and she is contemplating Shallan's... Uh, ...rebellious shriek that she has <laughs> developed while Jasnah was away. <laughs> oh, in part two, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's she's thinking about stuff, and the, the exact quote from the passage, because I think phrasing is relevant here... Mm-hmm. ...says, uh, Something steer, stirred deep within her. Glimmers of memory from a dark room, screaming her voice ragged. A childhood illness nobody else seemed to remember for all it had done to her.
6: Oh, so
0: interesting.
4: Mm-hmm. And so, Dark Room screaming, that invokes like an asylum vibe in me. Which we know um, they do.
1: <laughs> yeah, ish. especially the Goren. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Right, um, Institution. Uh, yep. We don't know if she was screaming in pain, or, like in physical pain, or screaming because she was See? an 11-year-old locked in a dark room. Mm-hmm. um and like
6: childhood illness, illness nobody
4: else seemed to remember um i don't know if there's something magical going on here or if it's just a matter of well mm. people very few people knew about this and those people were like coolins and important light eyes and stuff like that and they didn't I want feel like to it's
2: got to be magical i even if it's just her parents and immediate family it this quote comes across like nobody's remembering it, and that would still make an impact if your child is put into an asylum mm-hmm. or something along those lines. It has to be locked up because something's wrong.
3: I... That is very... Uh, a, a very reasonable thing to assume in the Cosmere, and <laughs> yes, I'm like, I, I can't, like, discount it at all. <laughs> but, like, I also, like... I don't think it has to be magical. This might just be a thing like it was. It wasn't important to anyone else. So it's like, yeah, like it was like this foundational thing for her. But it's just like, oh, it was just a child illness. It's like, so it's like. Whatever. Why would anybody else like think about it? like maybe like if she jogged their memory it's like, oh, yeah, that's the thing that happened. But it wasn't something worthy of being remembered. Mm hmm. But I, I mean, actually were like easier, easier yeah. not to talk about.
1: It right. was like a a hard thing for the family that everyone mm-hmm. just wants to move on from. Oh, you recovered. It's over. You, we don't have to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "No, it was a big deal. It made a big <gasps> impact, and everybody just acts like it didn't happen." Mm-hmm.
3: I also you know. think it's interesting the use of lunacy in this situation instead of like insanity. So I I did look up what lunacy means and Great. the first definition was the state of being a lunatic.
0: Great, very helpful.
3: <laughs>
6: helpful <laughs> helpful.
3: helpful. Um, love also, so, dictionary. Insanity, but not in a technical use of so like a colloquial insane. Sure. Rather than it's like you are clinically
4: di- diagnosed. Sure. Closer to like mm-hmm. hysteria maybe than Oh sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah. Historically mm-hmm. one of the related, related- but I don't think hers was.
1: It brings
2: uh, unmade vibes to me. Like it makes me think of the unmade. Uh, um, uh. at least if we're sticking straight to Roshar. with this with her books being so far down the line, I wouldn't actually be surprised if it jumps back to something off world mm. being involved in this.
4: Pop it in all.
2: But also maybe the <laughs> maybe the unmade yeah. they have their, their fingers in every pie.
4: Yeah, yeah, we, we do have a couple of hanging around Colnar at least later. Dagonarthus uh, or Chamorish. Clearly, we know so much about her. Yeah, <laughs> easy. It's like, what um, would... um,
2: oh, what, What's his name? The Heart of the Rebel. What would that do Ashartmar? to a young child if yeah, she was just <laughs> in sure. the vicinity of him but not able he, to move around? He's complicated,
4: but yes. um, yeah.
1: You You think, like, what happens to an 11-year-old? that makes people think that she has gone insane and needs to be locked in cycle. Like, mm. what would cause that yeah, reaction? Right.
0: exactly.
6: Um,
1: yeah. there, there's a lot of like childhood spren interactions. Like, I think we could say like Shalon seeing Testament mm. could have been interpreted as like madness or like when sure. Renarin starts writing on the walls or when Dalinar starts getting his visions. Like, there's a lot of like Sprint interactions but, I mean, we've marked in our notes here, Yasna doesn't meet Ivory until around Gavilar's death. Yeah, we're in Radiance Prologue. Spren-related? Hey, it's so curious. What, mm-hmm. what was she doing that caused people to think this about mm-hmm. her? That's, was that's there a, that's a
2: proto-Spren a... bond that was maybe starting yeah. to form, but then had to break away because of everything?
4: Mm. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that would feel like a repeat of Shalan, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I I, I like, like that idea, idea more
2: before Rhythm of War. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I do like the idea of Yasná having some kind of Spren-related encounter. Um, notably, Janat uh, mm-hmm. hangs out a lot in Kolinar in the past couple of books, and we don't really know that she was imprisoned in any capacity so like she just could have been there and like imagine little 11 year old Yasna running into a mysterious ghost-like ghastly figure in the mirrors watching her paying attention to her um and and then like telling people about it and and other people were like uh low what that's dumb (laughs) Um, and then she insists and maybe throws fits or whatever i don't know if she would throw a fit like because the way navani describes young yasna is very controlled very not like a kid but maybe or or maybe yasna's kind of the retreat from emotions and her development of this guarded nature and power is an illusion, and I'm going to project confidence to others. Maybe that comes after this incident, where before she was a lot like what we would expect kids to be, um, very impressionable, very emotional in many ways, very honest, and then after this happens, and I think after Gavilar locks her in a place, because I think this comes from Gavilar, uh, then she goes. Okay, no, I I cannot do this. I will I will just close off and I will do my own thing. Mm.
5: Yeah. we have a quote from Navani about like how serious Yasna was as a child. Yeah, she says like, something had, is-
1: that. One never let me be a mother to her. Like I was yeah, never yeah. a mother to her, yeah. even when she was. Some we could yeah. we could find. I think out. it's
0: like a quote that she's saying to Shalon, like after she passed, and like Navani and Shalan are finally like talking about things i think
3: i think it was with um dalinar oh, okay, where it's like okay. she's like starting to grieve and it's like she never let me be a mother to her Dalinar. Mm. but i i do have two points and it's like
6: mm-hmm.
3: um one is i i am oh. highly skeptical of it being an unmade ah yes same because she's done the, they have all done the research and know what the unmade are now or now and so like in that moment where she's having these glimmers of memories like she would have remembered it's like oh yeah that that's like an unmade that's because actually she a good knows what yeah. The unmade yeah are now i
5: actually don't trust that i think brandon is very capable of being elusive and coy even in these uh mm-hmm.
3: yeah but my my second thing is speaking of like the potential changes this could have on her character which like we know like it was very pivotal i think this is what set her down the path of becoming a Verist italian which we we mentioned earlier but we didn't really dig into yeah the Ver- Verist italians are all about finding the truth of what happened in the past past devoid of um emotions and like Myth. bias so I think, like, she would be very interested in, like,
4: what did happen to me as a child? Mm, like, especially if fathers didn't believe her.
1: hmm mm-hmm. I found the, the quote, it's pretty interesting, actually. Uh, so, yeah, Navani says, she's, she is talking to Dalinar. Um, in Words of Radiance, chapter 67, uh, she says, she wouldn't let me be a mother to her, Dalinar. Do you know that? It was almost like, like once Yasna climbed into adolescence, Which would line up with this. Mm. She no longer needed a mother. I would try to get close Mm -hmm. to her, and there was this coldness. Like, even being near me reminded her that she had once been a child. What happened to my little girl? So full of questions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, adolescent lines up. Yeah. With this being a turning point for her. Yeah. Yep. And I wonder if that's
2: just because Navani didn't believe her or wasn't there when Yasna needed her, and then that's just mm-hmm. left such a stain on their relationship that Yasna couldn't open up to her anymore because mm. she didn't know whether she was going to get hurt from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I can very buy that. And I do also want to say, because I was thinking about the unmade thing, and I was just... Reminded, like, wasn't Xiaonot, like, not very active before the return? And so I found the quote from Xiaonot's interlude in Rhythm of War. And Mm -hmm. she's like, during the long millennia before this return, she'd mostly slumbered. Without her bond to Odium, she had trouble thinking. The Everstorm appearing in Shadesmar, long before it had emerged into the physical realm, had revitalized her. uh, Had let her begin planning (laughs) again. So... I, I was like, oh, but it, it needed the Everstorm. But I was like, ah, 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 in Shadesmar. So like that could, I don't know how long the Everstorm did appear in Shadesmar, uh, which we don't need to get in the mechanics of that because that that's that's an episode <laughs> right there. But <laughs> that could le- allow Jana to like act before <laughs> perhaps uh, and perhaps as early as... Uh, Around Yasna's adolescence, perhaps.
1: What what I'm kind of curious about is the fact that Yasna was released from this mm, asylum yes, right. sort of vibe. That has not really been the implication that I've gotten from the devotary that handles yes. mental patients. Right. That right. there isn't really a recovery process. It's more if someone is insane, you put them in a dark room, and that's it. it. So. Yeah. I I mm-hmm. wonder, did Yasna just, just pulling strings? Yeah, or was it more like people came to check on her and she was able to you know make herself seem sane? Yeah, long like enough to, the to get, get them to
0: let her out. Was like I'm fine now.
4: Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I and I and I didn't mean to imply like an actual asylum in in the same way that we see in in mm-hmm. Rhythm of War. My thinking was more Gavilar personally locked her daughter in her room for months at a time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not not that he gave her to to the ardents. And then once he was satisfied that she seemed sane, he was like, all right, you're out.
1: I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be, be surprised, surprised if, I, was, I, I. I think maybe they probably would have like one or two ardents, like very sworn to secrecy, mm-hmm. try to treat her in the palace, um... But it's I do working. think that the treatment was probably similar to what we see, even if she wasn't actually in, like, a building that was dedicated yeah. to that. Yeah.
0: Surely Arden's they would advise Galois. In. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is very interesting. It's very
5: interesting. I would like to present... Okay. I don't want to, This is not glib. Okay. I just want to be very clear about... This is not, like, a glib or, like, whimsical kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, as we talk sort of, like, about paranoia and yasna's intense focus on what is true that um that yasna might have schizophrenia
6: Mm. Mm.
5: Uh, i don't want this to Mm. be like a sort of glib thing um Uh. and uh if it doesn't go here i'm not going to say like this would that we were misled or anything um but just in the sense of like um Someone mm. not being able to trust her own feelings, her own senses, rather, sure, um, right, and having an intense focus on being able to prove um, mm. what what is true and what is not to mm. like do that like fact seeking, fact sifting. Yeah, sure. She mm. talks about that with Ivory a little <laughs> bit.
1: In I think it's that chapter that that quote comes from. Mm she talks about like not being able to trust her own mind is one of the things she fears most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that would be, I don't know if that is where Brandon is going with it, but I think it would be really interesting if she did have, you know, even like a mild case of schizophrenia. And yeah. I, I think there's, there's not a, Brandon has done such a good job of like showing a lot of really interesting neuro atypicality in ways that are really respectful and not, um, you know, not demonizing. And I think schizophrenia is one of those things that is often really demonized in fiction, but right. is yeah, is a real yes. condition that people have to live with. And I I think Jasnah would be a really interesting candidate as, you know, a very competent person who... I, it, it's such an it, that, it's a really interesting idea i don't know if that's where he's going with her
5: but
4: mm-hmm.
5: it would fit I think really there are well arguments her against for sure but it was just just with yeah, these pieces yeah. um it, it makes you wonder if that's where he's going
4: yeah it's certainly and an like, interesting idea
2: but, uh i think guys back to what ian was saying before about lunacy versus insanity and how lunacy is a much more colloquial term for it and even what In modern day, we would say, well, schizophrenia is this because of A, B, C, and D. Brandon could be taking some of the symptoms that are generally associated with schizophrenia without needing to be like, okay, well, I'm going to have a modern day's version of schizophrenia with all of the clinical diagnosis um, points that we need to say it's schizophrenia.
3: I I do think it would be very interesting for Brandon to to have her be schizophrenic because like he did he has done schizophrenia before with Legion but a very very magical brand culture magical version of schizophrenia which is could be considered problematic and so like (laughs) a more genuine exploration of what schizophrenia actually is
5: There could be overlap also like with the term like psychosis. Um, Mm -hmm. And that might actually fit better because I know psychosis, you can have a a psychotic event that is actually like a one-time thing that like lasts like a few months, like one to Mm -hmm. six months or something. Um, And and, and it can be recovered from. And sometimes that I know like some people have an event and it doesn't really happen again, they can recover it. And so like, that's, I like, that's kind of what I, I'm really wondering about and it's all about um again not being able to trust your own senses for this brief period of time. And then it and then it goes away
2: and it's having a lasting impact on her mm-hmm. from that. Cuz schic- yeah, schic- you don't need <laughs> to have you don't need to have schizophrenia to have a paranoid episode or to have hallucinations. Yeah. Like those symptoms do not mean schizophrenia, they are associated with them, but they can be for other things as well. And you're right that it might have just been, this is a one-off experience, but it has scarred her for the rest of her life. I
0: I have. So I went to Oathbringer chapter 47 to read this. I think something has clicked for me as to what's going to happen Mm -hmm. with Yasna in the back half. So uh, another interesting line right after the childhood illness no one else seemed to remember for all it had done to her was, it had taught her that people she loved could still hurt her which is very interesting in itself. Uh, but then she's saying, have you ever wondered uh, how it would feel to lose your sanity, Ivory? Uh, and she's talking and talking about, oh, I I let my passions rule me as much as others. Uh, in times of peace, my mind has always been the one thing I could rely upon. And then in, after that, it says, except once, period. Uh, And then she's like, she shook her head, picking up the paper again. I fear losing that ivory. It terrifies me. How would it have felt to be these heralds, to suffer your mind slowly becoming untrustworthy? Or are they too far gone to know? Or are there lucid moments where they strain and sort through memories, dot, 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 trying to frantically decide which are reliable and which are fabrications, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're following where I'm going with this, but I think... Yasna is maybe going to get some insanity like Harold's or maybe she will be a Harold and this will happen to her and it will sort of mimic like I'm just trying to fit that together with oh there's going to be a lot more hell stuff in the back half we we, we know i that. think it
5: definitely i think it definitely fits with she's able to understand she's like put herself yeah. in their shoes in a way that feels very personal and from her mm-hmm. from her own experience definitely mm-hmm. i don't know about what that will happen in the future but
0: yeah i i'm just thinking this this could be some very clever foreshadowing it's like wow wouldn't this be awful it's like oh no maybe we're heading this way oh no
4: yeah i i don't i don't think we're gonna get that um and yeah. I've always read, so first of all, the whole schizophrenia line is really interesting to me and, or, or even if we are talking about a one-time psychosis, very fascinating. I haven't considered many of these things before because the way I have always read that scene is at least partially uh, a person who has been relying on her mind pretty much exclusively throughout her life. Is is aware of how terrifying it is to not have control of that mind.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, like that is that is something I sometimes think about. Like when I imagine old man Argent, what terrifies me more than the failing of my body is the failing of my mind. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it is very easy for me to imagine a scholar like Yazna. Uh, thinking similar things this is one of the aspects of yes not
3: i identify very very strongly with it's like my mind kind of central to my perception of myself (laughs)
4: losing that is terrifying yeah see losing it not being able to trust it Mm
0: -hmm. but like I haven't uh, read Way of Kings Prime, you- but isn't the whole conceit Yasna and town and like town's insane? Like that was supposed to be a start of the series, and so I wonder if I don't know. I think Yasna's gonna start losing her mind. Maybe not Harold related, but I think this is very clever foreshadowing that Brandon is doing right here. That's what I think. That's what I'm going with.
4: Uh, so so one thing that I I ran into when I was doing research for this episode was an interesting word of Brandon, mm-hmm. where uh, somebody was was asking Brandon about hey, you know how a lot of the Knights Radiant have mental conditions uh, or psychological conditions, and uh, what's up with Yasna? And I think that was before Rhythm of War, because at, at the time of Rhythm of War, I think a lot of us are convinced that she has at least some kind of paranoia, mm-hmm.
6: uh,
4: whether that is a symptom of something else or if it's just paranoia we don't know um uh, but at the time the question was asked brandon said that yasna has an interesting psychology is i think the the phrase he used mm. um so mm. so there's definitely something going on um and i expect with the focus that we've had on calda's depression and Shalans. Mm. Uh, partially magical DID and Dalinar's substance abuse and and other things. Um who surprisingly seems the most well adjusted of them all. (laughs) That's
6: kind of true. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes Uh, that's it
4: Mm. it
1: would be interesting if Yasna has a psychological condition that predisposes her toward paranoia, and the idea that that has maybe been exacerbated by the fact that people are in fact trying to
4: kill her—they <laughs> are in fact not together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do that think, doesn't help.
5: I d- actually don't think she's paranoid because her caution seems in line with the level of threat she faces. Yeah, um, that's true. It's sort of like it. Like I think it's like paranoia when it's like out of uh, out of proportion, out of sync. Yeah. It's full um, of spectrum. Yeah. yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. i think the way she thinks about it suggests paranoia. okay i can see that
2: yeah like her actions are in line with what she's had to come up against but yeah the way she thinks particularly in the scene where she's thinking about how she's got the the gems in her pocket she's got the boat and shades ma like that kind of really repetitive reminding oneself of everything that they've got prepared that plays much more into like the problematic aspects of paranoia than like the actual action she's set up to take
3: yeah Mm. because it's not that like yes she she's prepared for this sort of thing it's like her being prepared is soothing to her like it that's a
6: I think that's it's like, not kind of like, like, it's like oh, okay, she set way. up her
3: um, preparations and then she's fine. Like, she doesn't need to think about it until it becomes relevant. It's like, she's actively she anxiety? like, oh, yeah, yeah. Anxiety is like, <laughs> she needs to like double check. It's like,
4: yes, I did that thing.
0: <laughs> that just reminds me of Steris, honestly. <laughs> like, I have mm-hmm. to do these oh. things.
4: Yeah. I mean, the moment you say double check. Yeah. Instant yeah. Starris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Staris is less paranoia, though,
2: and, yeah, true, and true. more oh, yeah. just anxiety.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah she's
2: sure. got more of the anxiety without the the threat level behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's
0: switch gears a bit from her past and more to some Rhythm of War stuff. Uh, specifically, there's been a lot of conversation about Yasna's uh, and Hoid's relationship. Uh, and mm-hmm. so... I think we should talk about how there were hints in earlier books that a lot of readers did read as Yasna not being straight. And so let's get into that. Let's talk about Hoyt and Yasna because um, there's a lot to talk about there.
1: Yeah, And and we have discussed this a little bit, especially like w- within our, our Rhythm of War reactions yep. and things like that. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think it is a really interesting topic because... Um, especially in certain certain sides of the fandom, there was a very predominant belief, not just that Jasnah was a queer character, but almost that this had been confirmed by the text. I, I think for a lot of people it didn't feel like speculation anymore. Um, and and so there there were some mixed reactions to the the Yasna and Hoyd scene because it it was sort of a surprise to to people who had been thinking that way and um i know i know i was one of those those people i'm sure i'm sure gray is going to share thoughts mm-hmm. on this um but i i think one of the the passages that sort of codified this idea um and and, and technically yasna is queer in canon um she yes. is canonically asexual uh I'll be mm-hmm. clear clear about that we have wobs about it brandon has talked about it that yeah. is her her canon sexuality yes
4: just to just to make sure i am on the same page as you guys mm-hmm. are um we know she is asexual hetero romantic yeah? yeah yes mm-hmm. yes okay
1: for now i think there was yeah for now mm-hmm. um but i think a lot of people had interpreted her as a version of queer that was leaning towards women um i think most, uh, most of the sentiment was actually, well, the one thing we know for sure about Yasna is that she's not interested in men. And yeah. Then it was kind of surprising. Um, well, like, can
0: I read the quote like from Words of Radiance, yeah, Chapter yeah. One? Because uh, it's that's hard to line. read that as uh, like uh, <laughs> Yasna and Shalan are talking about the causal with Shalon to Adolin. And Yasna's like, it doesn't bother you at all, Yasna said. The idea of being beholden to another, particularly a man. And Yasna's like, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm being sold into slavery, Shalon said with a laugh. And then she and then Yasna says, no, I suppose not. Yasna shook herself, her poise returning. <laughs> I can very yeah. much understand where people are are reading that from.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that's the big quote. But if you actually read the, the whole passage, yes. there's a lot of really interesting body language that we get from Yasna about like, she's bewildered by the idea that Shallan (laughs) is not upset (laughs) about this betrothal. Right. And uh, it's, it's some of the most sort of out of her element and off put that we ever see Yasna in that scene. Mm. Um, And I think that particularly a man bit, like really did a lot of work on this. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. A a lot of people took away like, Oh, Yasna doesn't like the idea of marriage in general, but she hates the idea of marriage to, Sure. a man which um, and you could have just stopped the
2: quote before the particularly a man and the sentence still holds and it st- still could have gone yeah. on as it did yeah. but that just adds
1: such a different yeah. layer yeah.
6: of yeah. it yeah it, it does mm-hmm.
1: there, there's certainly other things about Yasna that also really contribute to this reading like it wasn't something that came about as a part of Words of Radiance um I, I've talked about how the very first time we're introduced to Yasna, we're sort of given this primer to read her as queer, if you interpret it that way. Of mm. Shalon talks about expecting Yasna; she's surprised that Yasna is so beautiful. This is in *Way of Kings* chapter five, like the very, very beginning. Right, and. Um, she has a quote that Shalon realized she'd naively been expecting Yasna to be an ugly spinster, like a stir, like the stern matrons who had tutored her years ago. How else could one picture a heretic well into her mid-30s and still unmarried? And I think there there's a way that people who are used to sort of reading for queer characters and trying to like read between the lines, which we talked a lot about this in the queer podcast as well, about how queer readings are often really metatextual. Right of could read that line and be like, oh, probably because she doesn't want to be married. Maybe she's not interested in men. And taking that sort of line right as we meet Yasna and then running with it and having the text be pretty supportive of that idea all all the way through until Jasnah and Hoyd kinda pops up right. unexpectedly. So, yeah, hell, I I uh, that's that's my quick monologue on
4: uh-huh. <laughs> the sort of textual basis for it. Well, yep. We've, we've never done one cast member monologuing for No, <laughs> never, definitely never.
0: not
5: of
4: Evgeny either. No. Uh, I want no. there's
5: also one more quote yep. in the you words of Radian, in the yep. words of Radiance prologue. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh it's from Yasna's point of view and she describes what's the assassin's lady's name? Lys.
3: List. List. list
5: and you know and it's like using like the phrase like you know like the clothes are hugging her body in all the right places this is the kind of thing that like when you get it from that point of view this is sexual noticing um sure. right this is like um, like w- women who are not interested in other women don't think like that and now in hindsight, we can now chalk this up to Brandon doing what he always does and like accidentally making uh, something sound <laughs> super queer, <laughs> he is super good gay. He is good he's that, he's really he's really good at it accidentally happened. making something sound really gay because it's sort of like, oops, that phrasing is like it's so embedded in the male gaze point of view that like it doesn't. Like, uh, it's sort of like, I think maybe in this case, he forgot it wasn't like a neutral thing to say when sure. from a woman's point of view, describing another woman's look. Um, right. So just um, I think just like the, these little hints that like if you're closely reading Yasna mm-hmm. and you're identifying with her and these things are just clicking in place and it's like, OK, all right. I see what Brandon's doing um, it, all taken all at once. It's like, OK, yeah, I get it.
0: And so, Hoyden and Yasna was quite a shock, uh, in that sense, right? The hetero heteroromanticness yeah. there.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've had have had a year to get over it.
1: Um, <laughs> we, had we had to, to had delay this podcast so we had that we could delay all this
0: podcast. Well, we knew just could... be of a, a non
1: trivial podcast, so we did
5: some if easier we'd... topics first. <laughs> If we had been recording this like on release, I probably would be bursting into tears at some point during this during this recording. So, uh, yeah, years years delay. Now my feelings are deadened and hard to
0: because one other aspect was that Yasna, like when read this way, was really like an icon in the fandom for the, those who read it that way. Uh, and, for sure, queer yeah, readers. Yeah. Right. I
5: just want to say, like, so emphasizing, like, this was not like a we did not think of this as like a theory or a headcanon and like we're guessing what Yasna's sexuality is going to be. Um, All these like quotes combined with Brandon's quote about her not wanting to be defined by her sexuality and refusing to put a label on it. We we often see like in any kind of media like that gets ends up on a screen, like a, a character who refuses to put a label on things is not entirely straight. And this is sort of like the meta- context of like reading yasna and brandon's words about yasna in this way um, when someone like refuses a label why why would someone refuse to just say they're straight yep. it doesn't really happen in this society it's like oh no of course i'm not gay you know it's sort of like right. it's not like a it's not like a big deal to just say oh quickly i'll like i'll clear the air here mm. um but when someone Coily refuses to make a statement about what they are. There's something there, so we mm-hmm. like that's something we look at and go, "Oh, okay, all right." There's something going on here. Mm-hmm. um So it's a uh, there was a lot of in text and metatextual yeah. interpretations going on with this. Yeah,
3: and yep. my opinion is that Brandon like was just being very genuine. Like he didn't want to like talk about Yasna's sexuality, and it's like she probably like is someone that just doesn't want to talk about it in general yeah and wasn't quite aware of how that would come across like given this reading and how brandon being brandon just didn't know what those words would suggest yeah and so like and i know like personally for me like i was more in the asexual camp than in the um likes women camp and obviously, like I'm a guy. So it's like it's I, I don't see the like it wasn't as hurtful to me as it was for some other people. But I know reading it, like the little offhand comments about um Nirvani makes about, like, Yasna and Hoyt potentially being in the, a relationship. I'm like, oh yeah, like that's totally not happening. That's so definitely funny. red hair. It's like age. I think this is
2: happening. The biggest joke, joke. joke until it yeah. wasn't, and then
3: it it it's like, oh okay, um, pl- like kudos for making her ace. Quite not the person I would have put her in a relationship with. This is an interesting choice.
6: Hmm. Yeah.
3: Uh, I it's, it's an interesting choice. I don't hate <laughs> it. It's just like this is not Endgame. I'm hmm. interested to see the repercussions of this. Yeah.
2: I wish I, it was I, a choice that wasn't romantic, personally. like I do think they have very good dynamic together and we've seen things leading up through the other books, like when um, she comes back from Shadesmar and they meet up then, their interactions throughout like most of Rhythm of War, I think those interactions were great. Mm. And I don't see why it had to turn romantic. <laughs> I would like to have a male-female friendship pair who are as close as romantic has can be but in romantic. this world and this was this seems like the prime chance that Brandon could have gone with
4: and he didn't I do want to jump in before we start getting into Hoid while uh-huh. we are still on the subject of Yasna because it, it seems like the conversation is shifting and mm. uh-huh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Yasna okay yeah I have always read Yasna as as straight and at, at this stage I realized that a lot of the reason I've been doing that is because that is the default for me, right? Right. I I read books. I read fantasy. I consume media, and because I am straight, I assume and and I I'm not really embedded as much in uh in the community. I just assume everyone's straight until they right. aren't. Which th- there are conversations to be had there. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, so and and so i got to the words of radiance and yasna is speaking with shalan and and being baffled by the idea that um someone might be not bothered by the idea of being beholden to another particularly a man and i just i i drew upon my own life experience and i went that's normal like i it's f- because so so there are people who really go into the whole marriage thing, right? Mm-hmm. They uh-huh. they really dedicated themselves to to uh, a life being with a single partner. And I wouldn't say I disagree with that, but the conviction of of some of those people is a little alien to me. And so it is very easy for me to imagine a character who is like but but why would you want to dedicate yourself to that yourself to that when you could do other interesting things that don't require a partner? Um, and 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 so Yasna always like I never got the queer read of Yasna, and hmm. over the past how long Rhythm of War has been out a year a little a year. over a year little over a year when yeah, this podcast exactly. posted, yep yeah, about a year. Um, so over the past year, uh, a little bit more because I've had conversations with beta readers and, and people like that, I now see the queer read. And so it has been really interesting to me to compare the two versions of Yasna, the one that I kind of always had and the one that I defaulted to and the one that other people defaulted to and examine how, how different those two versions were. Because in my version, I when when Brandon says Yasmin doesn't want to be defined by her, by her sexuality, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I also don't want to be defined by my sexuality. I want to be defined by the person that I am in terms of my
6: accomplishments,
4: non- and- accomplishments, interests, um, and things like that. And so. Seeing other people read all of that, read the same words that I read and listen to the same words that I listen to, and and get something completely different out of them uh, has been really, really interesting and really fascinating and also, uh, I hope, enlightening.
0: Yeah. And I hope it's enlightening that if uh, you're in Evgeny's position to listen to these other perspectives and opinions. uh, because. they are the same mm-hmm. words right and
1: yeah it was uh, a, a little bit eye opening as well that my reading of yasna also was not <laughs> everyone's default it's right. it's one of those things you get used to the way you read a character and it's like yeah that's obvious that's always how everybody, been you yeah, every right. read it that way also, please excuse my co-host. She oh, no, really wants okay. to cuddle. So. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> she's very cute. Here, me yeah. here on my shoulder. And yeah. I'm not going to lean back for her because I have to talk and be Kitty on cats. podcast. But... Yeah, that's right. I think there's also like the Oathbringer. Um... Oh, she's done. Uh, <laughs> Yasna talking to her Verist Italian friends. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, she has uh, y- uh, Yochi Jochi. Jo-chi? Sure. I don't know how you say his name. Sure. Um, who really reads like very gender non-conforming almost in terms of like is secretly a scholar under a woman's name um, and and it almost like sort of reinforced that little bit of like oh yeah queer people tend to have queer friends and uh, oh, sure. glom yeah, right. together of like right. a lot of times we see Yasna interacting with men she's very harsh with them like uh mm. She's Amaram. super aggressive to Kobzul and, and Amaram, yeah, and, right. and Paladin. And it's like people who are not Yasna's family members, if you are male, you it usually doesn't go well for you. <laughs> um, That's true. and That's like true. She she has other reasons to dislike those guys, but there's like a sense of real hostility hmm. that I you know you could sort of also read into like. I remember thinking about one of the ways she interacts with Capsule, which, of course, she can be frustrated with Capsule as an atheist who doesn't want to be converted. That makes yep. a lot of sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. But she has this really vicious edge of, like, while Shalon's in the hospital, Yasna goes to see her. And Yasna's first instinct is to apologize for driving Shalon to suicide, she thinks. She's like, I worked you too hard. It was my fault. I'm not good at taking wards. Yadda yadda yadda. And then Capsule shows up and Yasna makes a comment like, aren't you ashamed to show your face here after you drove her to suicide? And I'm like, whoa! Whoa. (laughs) You don't even believe that. You were just apologizing. (laughs) You're just saying that because you know it's going to make Capsule feel really horrible super fast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she just very much is immediately ready to go for the throat with a lot of these male characters she dislikes. Um, and, and, like, I would probably read
0: that as just eh, your family or you are not. And if you're not, I will treat you this way. But I totally can yeah. understand, like, yeah, yeah she's pretty hostile towards the male character. I definitely yeah. uh, understand uh, where you're it,
4: reading that.
6: You,
4: you can justify Caps, though. You can justify Amaram very easily. You can justify Amaram. Trivially. Super easy. (laughs) Exactly. Um, It's harder to do the reverse
3: (laughs) significantly. It's, Uh,
1: It's one of those things that's like, we we talked about this in the Queer episode too, but like consistent with versus evidence for of right. like once you've gotten the idea in your head, you can snowball a lot of details right. into this is consistent with it and, right. and it helps. Even though in a vacuum, those things aren't like this is proof that this is the way it is. Right. Exactly. Sort of a vibe. Go
0: listen to that episode. This is very good. It's
4: and good in, in retrospect, as you've been talking about this, I've been thinking about you know, default reads on characters and stuff like that. And there has never, that I can remember, until Rhythm of War Chapter 99, which is Yasna POV with Hoyd, there has never been anything that suggests romantic or sexual interest on Yasna's part True. towards mm-hmm. anyone. There is yeah. some bits about mm-hmm. repulsion, maybe. The fact that she doesn't seem to like marriage and or men. But if we are going just purely off of strict canonical evidence, there's nothing.
0: Uh, other so, than maybe the skin being uh, like towards less, as was mentioned earlier. But like that, mm-hmm. not really. Oh, like, sure. Yeah. I, right. Yeah.
4: I, I didn't even remember that. Scene. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah.
1: evidence that like Yasna has had a romantic partner, really.
4: Well, that's yeah, that's certainly true. Short right. Robot. Yeah, Totally so i can i can very easily see how the hoid thing was like wait what
0: yeah see (laughs) it's so interesting because when i read that i'm like okay yeah that's one of the two people yasna could have a relationship with in the cosmere and the other one to me is chris i'm like yeah sure that makes sense you were robbed chris Yasna. i mean chris yasna would be great like i would that would have been great and i feel like there's some (laughs) plans with maybe one day
1: maybe one day
0: maybe uh, one day
5: Come
1: on, Brandon, but- we're
5: holding out. hope. <laughs> Chris Yasna has been one of the the, the ships for her for years, oh, yeah. years and years. And that'd be great, but, like... Not just
0: since, yeah. But, like, I I sort of get the, oh, yeah, Yasna, like, finally finding, like, an equal to her in a way, even though, like, he's significantly older, so not exactly equal, but, like, equal in uh, intelligence and, uh, you know competence and things like that that uh i don't think she has found previously so that that was where i was coming from there that mm-hmm. well who could yasna connect with intellectually because i if she didn't absolutely completely respect them uh intellectually she would never be with them just just straight <laughs> up right and so I mean, if
1: they didn't respect her well, is right, the other exactly
0: thing. so i'm like well the only two people i can think of that would count would be hoid and chris so i'm like oh okay Hoyt, sure okay yeah, but I, I definitely yeah. get the the read on how uh, Yasna in a relationship is kind of weird for what Evgeny just said, and all the the queer subtext there, and being with a man is mm-hmm. uh, a bit out of left field when you when you have that read. That all makes sense to me.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been I've been thinking a lot about their relationship and. <sighs> um i think i have a much easier time swallowing them being together than other people in the fandom do uh because it doesn't personally bother me that she is uh uh to some capacity straight yeah right this being said their relationship doesn't feel right yeah and like i can having having read the book and having read the chapter right I can kind of, after the fact, justify it uh, with similar things that the ones you listed, Eric, in that. Yeah, Hoyd is one of the very few people who are in the same tier, in the same bracket as she is, and he respects her and, and she respects him, and she is interested in him in a very in a very academic sense.
6: Yeah,
1: it- he,
4: he is uh, or he is fascinating to her.
0: And, and that's I'm, probably why Jess is like, why couldn't they just be friends? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Um, I, I can imagine them being just like the most powerful duo taking over the cosmere. and they can do that with
1: the power of friendship, co-conspirators.
0: Yeah, sort right. Of. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't need to be romantic.
6: Yeah. I, and I there's that. so it's, many more
2: relationships out there between uh, like besides like romantic or like romantic partners. And they they could have gone down the friendship route. They could have gone down, like, the more academic we're just going to work together as partners route. There, there are so many other ways this could have been taken while still maintaining them as, like, this duo together. And I agree. It just, something doesn't feel right when I read the chapter yeah. that isn't even based on, um, like, prior readings of their having the gay subtext or things like that there's just something in that chapter that does not work yeah and
0: shannon uh why why don't you get into it (laughs) because i know you have things to say
5: i have a lot of things to say and it's kind of and it's kind of threefold so um brandon also released like a really long annotation for chapter he 17 did. which is kind of like it kind of like also influences um the whole reading here because this is brandon coming out and saying it directly because yep. he realizes that he finally has to yep. um and that's like i'm totally on board with Yasna being asexual i'm asexual rat this i love it <laughs> i don't think the asexual um thing plays well in chapter 99 i don't think it was i don't think that was conveyed well second the heteroromantic thing broke my heart and so i have like a ton of resentment just for the relationship um i like hoyt a lot so like i I, it's not personal um so like i have like a like that's like this whole like bitterness that covers the whole scene but also the way that Yasna and hoyt are written is bad um
0: (laughs) please explain
5: and there's a couple things that bug me and I think this would be a problem in any relationship, not just um, an asexual one, but because of the asexuality, it's sort of like it becomes like a problem when it might not have been in another relationship. And that's like Hoyd trying to make Yasna interested in him sexually. Right. Um, when she is not. And they've been in a relationship, a sexual relationship for how long? And he's still kind of trying this so what that says is that yasna and Hoyt have not have a, had a conversation about this that Hoyt has not recognized this about yasna and is still trying like it's sort of like this kind of like inattention to his partner that is bewildering to me um <laughs> you know and like and it's sort of like if if i didn't I I have to put this in the box of like this is Brandon's first go at a scene like this, and I I just have to like not make it personal about Hoyd because if I was so inclined, like this this would cast Hoyd as like dr- not a great partner, not a great guy because this is so inconsiderate of Yasna's feelings, and also that I have to believe that Yasna who in every regard up until now, has been very firm and clear with her boundaries, has not expressed this to Hoyd ever for some reason. This is just like this mysterious thing that she's not telling him about or they're not talking about working through it in terms of like what sex means in the relationship. It's just kind of this really awkward, Yasna's is going to talk about her not being interested in and, and stuff like that. Well, all the while, just like, letting Hoyd do this thing of like kissing her hands and it's like what's going on here um mm-hmm.
2: i think that's, so what that's like it be for me where i'm like there's something about the scene that just does not read well and i think that's it
0: and, mm-hmm. and uh just and i believe in conversations we've had uh Asexuality is like a spectrum. There are asexual people who are like, "Yeah, I'm not into it, but like, I I will still do the the it's physical fine. act, right?" Or in other people who are sex repulsed. Am I correct in that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sex neutral, sex repulsed. Sure, sure. There's, there's some ace people who are even sex positive. They just don't or sex feel interested. Good. It's yeah. sort of like.
5: It's sort of like, I'm interested in the activity. It seems fun, but I don't feel the drive. I don't feel like, like, you know, I could do something else that's as fun as this and get the same out of it. You know, it's
0: so I feel like it's Brandon trying to go in that in the not sex or false camp, but not writing it.
5: Well, maybe I don't think it was conveyed. Well, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah yeah I can totally see what you're saying when you say, because like that. yeah,
5: because I think in his attempt to try and in his attempt to try and like have Yasna explain asexuality, she comes off as just totally disinterested in Hoyt as a person. Mm. It's like, i don't feel any kind of like affection or fondness or even the basis level friendship in that scene it feels so like they're so distant from each other in every possible way Mm. asexual doesn't mean that there's no romantic feelings or that there's no affection or love that like uh, asexual people can feel love guys um but i get nothing it's sort of like i have there's this coldness i don't Feel like yasn is a cold person. We know that she attaches really strongly to people, that who are like she she's he's as important. Her family, right? There's nothing of that here. It just it feels like no sexual feelings, no romantic feelings, no fondness. It's just here's this guy. I like his brain. Let's talk about Cosmere secrets, and also we're having sex.
3: It, it is very. She academic. also likes his face. She also likes, she his, also likes his face. Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's. It's one of those things where I think
1: I I am in agreement with the group of maybe I could have bought into this a little easier if I bought the relationship, but I don't really yeah. buy the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll say this as someone who is, I am heterosexual, but lean kind of aromantic that I feel like the dynamic that they have as it's written would have worked really well if we had, you know, made the swap there and they were officially like a friends with benefits situation mm-hmm. where Yasna's is yeah. romantic and is not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in it's love true. with Hoyd, but is maybe. Like, I'm into it. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sex.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That uh, honestly, you're, you're totally right. Actually. It,
1: it feels like that's a little bit more what's happening. And, and mm-hmm. I think the, the, if, if we go with the, what is canonically stated of Yasna is, sort of sex neutral ace and hetero romantic but we don't feel that the romance necessarily it's like why is if i'm not feeling like she's in love with hoyd why is she sleeping with him if she's ace sort yeah. of a vibe if if you don't buy into this is something she's doing for her romantic partner whom she loves and she doesn't have an issue with it and she knows he he really it, without the love it's even, there. It
2: why
4: kind would you do of, any of this? Yeah, it, right. it kind
1: of falls apart. Yeah, there's, but
2: I don't think it even needs to be as far as loves. She's like she could be in this relationship with him and still want to do like do things with him, have sex with him because she wants to be in that relationship. But it doesn't come across like she wants to be in the relationship. Let alone that she's in love with Hoyd.
6: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I have two thoughts on this one of them was that the relationship thinking back to like Ulfbringer and 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 Rhythm of War feels very imbalanced whatever I think of the two of them together in like scenes from other characters POVs it is very frequent if not always Hoyd that is expressing the romance um, I am reminded of the the scene in the first part of Rhythm of War, where they're having a little council uh, that is just Yasna, Hoid, and the Collins, So like, close mm-hmm. circle type of thing. And Hoid goes out to fetch um, the Heralds and comes back and he has wine and he hands Yasna a glass of wine and he has a glass of wine for himself and doesn't offer it to anyone else. And that's like an affectionate gesture yeah, on right. his part. And then I'm reminded of the war scene in the middle of the book, where Yasna has just finished wading through the battlefield, and and is just covered like we are done with the day with the day's battle, and she comes back and Hoyt presents to her a fruit pl- platter, essentially. So like. And and I think there's one or two more scenes throughout the last couple of books where it is very explicit that Hoyd cares about her or mm. is at least interested in her and is doing these mm-hmm. little gestures. Um, and and you could make the argument that they are gestures meant to invoke or induce some kind of a feeling, or they can be genuinely well genuine.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, but but that is the imbalanced part of the relationship. And the other part yeah. that I'm getting. Hmm. Uh, is that based on on this chapter ninety nine? This this scene between the two of them, there there's a little bit of this yikesy yucky <laughs> feeling of a transactional <laughs> relationship. Between
0: yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, right.
4: there is there is the feeling that she is she, she is definitely not sexually attracted to him. Right. Uh, the chapter doesn't really do a good job at conveying romantic attraction what it does convey is that she finds him fascinating and that might be an actual quote from the chapter like she is interested in the things he knows and he is obviously willing to share those things to an extent but there is sex involved
6: yeah Yeah, i
3: believe there's a line of like she finds like the opportunity to like think and plot with a mind like his is exhilarating, is I think the word she uses. And, mm-hmm.
0: and like I, I, I can both understand the transactional read on that. It's like, oh, yasna's he, he just using his brain, which isn't. That's kind of funny, just saying it out loud like that. But also like m- me as with my darling wife here. Oh uh, yeah, intelligence. Oh man, this this is great. I love I love it. Right. <laughs> so I. Get that, but yeah, you're it right. Like the sounds is the there.
2: other way to me. It's like yeah, I can see it as Yasna's using Hoyt for his brain, but I can also see it as Hoyt sticking around and giving her information for something she can give him. Right? Yeah, that's feels yeah, feels real yikes. skeevy to me. Yeah.
5: I have definitely mentioned the transactional nature of this before, and it's like, I, I don't know what word I use, but yeah, uh, Evgeny is definitely saying something I've definitely brought up in. We've discussed this so much over the last
6: yeah we'll year go. and
5: yeah. whatever, Maybe. Um, but it does feel like that. If there's no sexual interest, if there's romantic interest, um, but she's still giving him sex, for, just for information, it does feel like a transaction, and it's not a good feeling. Yeah.
3: Which I, I think is... Mostly This is the first time Brandon's writing an asexual character yeah. and
5: he's
1: over-thinking it's a first
4: it. step. I don't like,
1: think that was his implication, but yeah. yeah, it does feel a little bit that way, kinda.
4: I, I have a revelation that I just had as, oh, yeah? as Shannon was speaking. Mm-hmm. So I think for me personally, and this doesn't necessarily need to be the 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 one and only truth to all of this. Yep. I think what bothers me is not the imbalance as much as the difference in interests between the two of them. So mm-hmm. what, I, what I'm getting from Rhythm of War, really from all the books, but it's mostly Rhythm of War, is I'm getting Hoid, who is <sighs> interested in at least one way in Yasna. We know for a fact he's interested in her sexually. I think he's also, also interested in her romantic.
6: Mm-hmm. i, I my, totally my, buy it
4: my
1: yeah. i could buy it yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. he's
4: doing the little gesture he's bringing her wine he's bringing her kisses uh, her fruits. hand yeah, yeah. right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i think he's genuinely interested in her i don't know if he's in love with her but he's interested in her and on the other side we have yasna who has never really had a peer kind of intellectually in uh i mean obviously she's had like other various italians and and stuff like that but not really someone she can confide in uh in in the same way that she can with Hoyd. Yeah. and i think i think what's happening here intentional or not is that they're finding this weird middle ground where Hoyd is getting some of what he wants which is a relationship with her and yasna is getting some of what she wants which is his knowledge his advice his mind really but this this middle ground that they're achieving is not really what either one of them wants hmm. mm-hmm.
6: yeah
1: i could i could see some of that
4: and it's- and that's that's why this doesn't feel like a long-term solution or a happy ending of any kind yeah. it's just you're, you're totally upon.
0: You're, you're totally right of though that just like it's easy to for for me to also rationalize oh that's why they're a good pair but then you read it it's like it is it is odd you know mm-hmm. and i totally believe that Hoyd is a super flirty person that absolutely makes sense with my perspective of Hoyd. totally makes sense but yeah like wouldn't you expect more genuine affection from Yasna to Hoid. And yeah, it's it's not there. And if you don't have the romance part, then the other part sort of collapses. And so I I'm definitely understand <laughs> that even though I don't mind the relationship itself, like the idea of it.
5: I think it's a good in-world rationalization of how that scene plays. But for me, it's sort of like, that's like the Watsonian versus Doylist. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have a hard time being able to look past like the knowledge I have of like outside the book and knowing what Brandon was probably trying to accomplish with mm. the scene. It's like, it's a it feels like a generous take that I don't know I have more generosity in my heart anymore. Um, oh, yeah. it, it, it's sort of, the bitterness is kind of hard to convey because I, you know, we have nice public positive personas on here. It was really hard. Um, when we first learned this, and when Brandon confirmed, um, and that annotation before the book even released, I should say, like this, we we had these annotations before uh, book release. Um, and you're referring and to the like,
0: heteroromanticness that was the great. heteroromanticness. Yeah. Okay. yeah, just to I mean, be clear, I'm so
5: gl- I'm so glad she's ace. I wish it'd been done great. better, but you know what? He can he can keep trying, even though I think the aceness was not conveyed like I wanted it to be. Yeah, just wanted um, to be clear there. Absolutely. Absolutely the hetero romantic part. Yep. Um and it was yep. one of those things where for about 6 years up until that point I had not thought this was in question. I didn't think Brandon was trying to mislead us or or any of that. I genuinely thought this is where he was going with it. Um And, you know, like that's based on a lot of things and it was really, really hard. Um, And it's sort of, I kind of, it's one of those moments where you've been going along and you, you know, it's like one thinks Brandon has been doing this with you he's actually under he he understands i have never put like yasna at like the top of my character list my favorite character list but i've always really connected with her like i think a lot of people like can see themselves in her like a lot of people like i don't think i'm special in that or like an
0: aspiration like oh she's so cool and i want to be like that or something and be as confident S- similar and like
5: that. but like there there's a lot of things about like the like the cold woman who is or is seen as cold who hmm. like can't show weakness and you know like I totally understand her thinking. Right. That kind of thing. You know, so th- there's other ways that I connected with her beyond like the thinking that she's queer, you know. Um and it's sort of like the the realization that for years um Brandon has not actually understood this position. He's been on a totally different track. And it's sort of like that loss of like, oh, I actually don't read Brandon the way like with the understanding I thought I did. Um, It's sort of like the the moment that I thought we were on the same page and now we're not. And it like it's that's that's a lot of years in the fandom and like this character reading that I basically have to undo. And it's sort of like, this this feels mean to say but i don't think it is it's like i've lost a lot of trust in brandon's ability and willingness to do the queer thing um Mm. to like write queer characters and like actually go for it because i thought he he was and it turns out he he really wasn't at all so that, like that's kind of like it's hard to set those kinds of feelings aside and try and give it a generous read, because that's what I've been doing for the last six years. It's sort of like it takes a lot of emotional energy to keep going and be like, "Oh, well, there'll be more queer characters. I'm sure he'll get to it soon. I'm sure he'll do it this time. It's been how many years, and like I thought we were already there. Um, sure. so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's one of those things that's really hard to emotionally rectify. Um, and it's like, I don't think I can give the scene grace. It's like, it is what it is. I don't think he did it good. I hope he does better in the future. Um, and it's really hard to try and be generous, like, and give the in-world explanation of like, what well, what maybe could have made this work. Um, it didn't. Um, and that's just what it is to me. It's, it's a fact that uh, whatever he was trying to accomplish, I think he intended it to come across as like romantic, but asexual if he, if he had more understanding, you know, it just, it just wasn't there. Yeah, I yeah.
1: I feel like he maybe has a chance to spackle over this scene a little better if in Yasma's book I would I would love to see a flashback of maybe her and Hoyt on the road after she comes yes. back from Shadesmar. Yeah. yeah. And if if he could maybe sell the romance of the relationship a little bit more. That would help a lot. I, yeah. I think it would help sort of retrospectively yeah. a little yeah. bit. But it's yeah, it's 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 a tough scene for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And, right and I'm now, just reminded
0: yeah. to uh, in our queerness in the Cosmere episode how Brandon is very good at right at unintentionally writing queer things and then not yeah. as great as intentionally doing it. And just as you were talking, Shannon, I'm yeah. like,
5: yeah, yeah ha ha Because there yeah. there'll there'll be kind of a lot of the frustration. Yeah, gone. right. Exactly. Yeah. I think Brandon actually hit my ace experience right on the head just not with Yasna. Mm. he did it so good with a scene with Benley. and mm. there was like also the scene with like oh. uh Relaine and it's sort of like he can picture this for like the inhuman characters of like they're having an experience and you know like it was Ben Lee's like mm. I don't get this whole relationship thing and her mom's like you'll understand one day but she doesn't you know and it's sort of like that was like that clicked and he's like he wasn't intentionally trying to make ace characters With the with like these experiences, but it landed so well. I'm like, oh my goodness, if he could just stop. Someone said like overthinking it. I think that's exactly. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I think it was was Eric. Maybe
1: overthinking it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
5: Yeah. he can do it. I know he can. Yeah, it comes off super queer a lot of the time, but.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Brandon accidentally gay
6: Sanderson.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh,
2: Um, I think the other thing that. For some reason, I always had it in my brain that Hoyd was more likely to be a casual relationships type of person and not someone yeah, who would be that's fair. looking to get uh, tied down because like he is the wanderer. He literally never is able to choose where he goes or when he goes oh, that's there. Fair. And he has such this light relationship with all the people that he meets. And even... I think he's told... We, we've never heard of any family or dead lover or children for Hoyt ever and anytime he does uh mention a relationship of some sort uh, of some variety it always is in like a fleeting way like i think he he mentions dancing with one of the fused at some point and Ah, maybe there was more of a relationship there or there was less of one but it's not oh i have this like in-depth romance with this character at some point, mm. we've never had that from Hoyd. So it seemed strange on two parts to me for him to then end up with Yasna. One, because he's like this, but Yasna, I do not for a million years think she would go into like just a casual relationship without uh, uh, without something having to prompt it to begin with. So it feels like we've got someone who is very, very picky about who she's going to be in a relationship with, with someone who I've always had the vibes is just like, here for the summer, out after that. And yeah. that that, is, that just does not mesh very well.
0: Especially with the nature of being immortal. Like, like that, yeah. the, the problem with can, that is, do you really want to set your roots down? Because you'll outlive them. You know?
3: yeah. I can't remember if this is a word of Brandon, or if this is actually in chapter ninety nine, but like Hoyd, like it is said that Hoyd was surprised that this relationship happened. I, I think like that he wasn't expecting to like. Yeah, so it's like there. I can definitely see him usually being the wanderer type, and this is an exception for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah. yeah,
4: author yeah. fiat. He's I mean, okay. I can see more the appeal
0: of Yasna. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> She's great.
4: Hoyt is also a little more invested on Roshar than he is in mm-hmm. any of the other places yes. we've seen him. So yeah. that weighs just a little bit more heavily in that direction.
1: Mm-hmm. I I have a little bit of a sense of... Because Chapter 99 also leans really hard on Vyasna's paranoia. Um, and I almost feel like maybe... Brandon's intention was the fact that Jasnah seems to trust Hoid is sort of the foundation mm-hmm. of her feelings for him. Yeah, sure. But I, I don't think it's really developed enough into that. Of I could see that potentially being a foundation for romance of she believes Hoyt is on their side. He's like one of the few people that she trusts is not going to betray her, and like feeling a sort of safety yeah. in that. But I, I don't think that idea was was fully developed or fully shown in the scene that they have together. Unfortunately, it was
5: like she was and, struggling and maybe with. It was, yeah, right. yeah.
1: Maybe it was in Brandon's head. Like this is why Yasna loves Hoyt, and it's but it but it didn't come across
0: it is difficult because brandon is being so coy and so like there's so few yasna povs right and so chapter 99 has to do a lot right and honestly probably could have done a lot better if we had like more set up and like built built it up rather than just like Mm -hmm. it's a thing you know and it's hard to do that in a chapter unless you're like totally on board instantly Mm -hmm. right I don't know. Yeah, when people so think your foreshadowing
3: is a red herring Yeah, there that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah.
1: A funny inside joke that the reader knows would never happen. Ha
6: ha ha.
1: The number of
2: posts that came out when chapter 17, 17 came out yeah. with the Hoy Jasner tease and the number of people online who thought it was a joke yeah. and then like, oh no
0: if if that's yeah. not you that's okay but there were a lot of people who, who yeah. had that
1: yeah i i mean i remember seeing people who were like oh lol this is so funny can you imagine be terrible and then like you, they might have a follow-up post like wait you guys don't actually think
4: no 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 no. it
1: couldn't be and then like yes yes yeah. but uh, yes yes it could be yeah. but uh,
4: and even even i who has always been yeah. comfortable with the idea of yasna being not only heteroromantic but also heterosexual to me that read like the two of them playing into the idea of mm-hmm. you know ah, sure. the queen and her jest- uh, jester or the right. king and like sure, sure, uh, sure. some mistress like them allowing these rumors to propagate so that when they I end up not being true things. it can throw people off and right. that gives them a political advantage right.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a totally <laughs> fair read. Yeah. With it
2: also being the the, the king and his jester, and we've seen for most of the series that the king has a wit, and now the king is a queen who has a wit, but of course it's a female and a male, so therefore there must be something else going on there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it just court, felt like that joke being made as well. Right,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and this is not to say that if the Hoyden Yasna chapter worked for you. We're not trying to take that away from you like that. I'm glad because I imagine the people who are disappointed wanted it to, wanted to well, like feel it as, as well, right? And like get it. Uh,
4: I think the intent was for it to work.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, winding down, the podcast we'll we'll have other things talking about yasna Yasna's gonna be here for a long time don't don't you You're worry sure. we didn't touch everything but hopefully this was interesting to you uh, a few interesting open questions we basically know nothing about yasna's time in shadesmar and the trip back from her getting out of shadesmar or her meeting with the high <laughs> Spren, because we basically know nothing about high Spren.
3: Oh, yeah. so randon wrote a novella for all of that He's just not releasing it. Did he actually finish the entire <laughs> oh, novel?
1: it's like he wrote, like he
6: lined out what
1: happened.
0: Huh. That's I, I just never thought it was much more than like a chapter or two, rather than I like didn't an I think entire. it was hmm. a
3: decent chunk.
6: Hmm. Hmm.
2: I would like this novella now.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and then just an open question of her seeming to soul cast from afar during the lesson, uh, and not like no. touching. Them, yeah, uh it's,
4: but, but it's always been interesting to me because even at the end of Oathbringer, when the realms are so close together and like she is yeah. as powerful there as she's ever going to be, I think she still needs to like touch mrm soldiers to like propagate this chain reaction of a soul casting. <laughs> uh, that might-
0: <laughs> Might just be Brandon didn't have the abilities figured out in way of kings. Uh, yeah, why. like
5: I, I'm willing to chalk that up to like what we call like pilot weirdness or first episode. Yeah, 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 weirdness. yeah right, exactly. Mm.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will say with that scene, that was so much so much potential to show the interplay between transformation and. Um, teleportation when the roles were right there next to each other and mm. she could go in and out as she wanted and did we see any of this no we saw none of this i would like <laughs> to see transportation
0: on uh, her actually yep. use it more than never
4: well she's she's not very good at it <laughs> uh, but she
2: could have she wasn't that scene she was so good at it in that scene yeah. <laughs> she was half in half out yeah, yeah. We'll i'm see. just salty about the the lack of content we got right there
0: yep but so don't worry we will talk more about these things later i mm-hmm. imagine by book eight to through ten we will have some answers <laughs> for some of these things probably maybe so t- might t- be t- a few t- decades. T- you
2: in t- decades we'll be all <laughs> old
0: people
4: and they'll be like hey how's it going Once
1: again, Uh, we pin all of our hopes on the back
4: five. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tune in in 25 years for
6: Shardcast Uh, Yasna episode seven.
0: (laughs) Episode uh, a thousand of Shardcast or something. So I think what we got to do is we got to go to who's that Cosmere character?
1: This character is from Roshar. Menace. Yeah, Tom. Mraze. Void in drag on a horse. (laughs) It's time for Who's That
0: Cosmere Character? So you know how the game is played. You send five clues in a character to WTCC at 17char.com. And we read these clues aloud. And after each clue, these guys have a chance to guess. Who's that Cosmere character? And so this first one is sent by Igneous Spellbane. And
3: that's a good name. That's good, Such a good name. I I am 100% sealing it for an npc NPC. Yeah, yeah, for d d yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's
4: you've good. said that before actually, Ian. I yeah. have.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh clue one, this character is actively involved in events on Roshar. Ivory. It's not Ivory. Yaddle. Kelsier. Uh it's
5: not a Yaddle, it's not Kelsier.
3: <laughs> I was going to guess to yeah. you. Um
5: Ha ha, ha. Rays. Get, all the Get all the ghost bloods <laughs> out of the way. There you go. Get all the ghost bloods out.
3: Rabonial.
4: It's
0: not Rabonial. Gluto. This character speaks to their weapon.
4: Oh, you want me to... Adolin? Adolin? guess? It. Adolin? I'll guess it.
0: I'll guess it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Zeth. It's not Don't Zeth. Don't go for the other
6: one. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's true. a good one.
3: Vasher. It's not Vasher. Ooh, that's Saw good. Zed, a.k.a. Harmony. No
5: yeah
0: that's that's,
3: deep.
5: that's a good one
4: <laughs> um metaphysical here uh-huh yeah harmony sword Did anyone anyone guess uh calvin? nope i don't
0: think so i'm guessing Kaladin. it's not calvin
5: Oh right, because all the sprinter weapons. All ah! of Sprint, <laughs> Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clue three: oh, yeah. This character is connected to a splinter. Capital S.
1: Oh, good God. Con- connected capital C.
0: Alanar. Connected capital C. It's not Eleanor.
3: <laughs> Let's get on Eleanor's Vash- also mirrors. good guess. Somebody did guess Fasher, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. can yeah, yeah. yeah,
5: okay. guess. Yep. Yeah. Connected to a splinter. Oh uh, sure. What-
1: my yeah. guess is my guess is lift.
6: It is Lyft! Hey, wow.
0: Nice! Uh, so clue so four was this character stuff. is a human female <laughs> and clue five, this character is remarkably young.
6: Um,
5: yeah. Nice.
0: So our next one is sent in by uh, Dustbringer4769 Nice. Uh, That's a lot I of Dustbringers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All one of them. Two, two, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Two that we yeah. have so far. So, cl- clue one: This character's name, first name, is almost symmetrical, off by one letter.
4: Shalan. It's
0: not Shalan.
3: Navani.
1: It's not Navani. It was
2: Palai.
0: It's not Palai. Palia. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know God. how to say her. Uh, sh- Let's
1: just start uh, going through all the heralds, shall this, we?
6: Mm-hmm. This
1: is. Um. Oh God, I'm trying to think of. I'm wondering if this is not a Rosharan character. This is just like somebody who happens to have an almost symmetrical love That
5: would be clever. I mean, um, uh,
1: whatever, Vin. I'll I'll do it's it. Not Vin.
5: Cool. Is oh that, no, now I have to guess. Yes, because
1: um, I can't think of anybody. Oh,
0: uh, let's crazy. go
5: with um the the dragon character. Oh. What's what's her name? What's her
3: name, Ian? Or Meliboevastri, <laughs> <laughs> who brings the dooz at <laughs> There you go.
5: <laughs> I was uh, like, she has like another name. She has like yeah. she has. Mu- they all have multiple uh-huh. interpretations. Corvari
3: uh, is the
4: Alethi. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's it's the Alethi- it's, not her. it's not the Alethi
5: her. do symmetry. So I was like,
4: I mean, Corvari is not oh, anywhere near symmetrical. Clue to His this character are.
0: has died.
2: <sighs> is it? I don't know the name. Okay. But is it the girl in Holinar who joins the Odentia but then oh, pie? she I, Yeah. No. Hi. No, it's not. Okay. It's not her.
4: I uh, think that was actually who
2: I was thinking of initially and I was like there's someone who starts with P. <laughs>
4: oh, right. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. I'm gonna guess Honor. It's not Honor.
1: Yeah. it Yeah. Mhm. Tin. Oh what? It's not there. Sure.
6: <laughs> cool. oh, three the letters. letters I'm characters. taking all the three
1: letter
5: characters
3: because I can't think of anybody.
6: Are we yeah. on clue two or two Clue two. We're clue on two. clue
3: two. Okay.
6: I actually couldn't think down. of a second
3: clue. Um mm. batar. It's, it's not wanted. It actually not her. Is.
0: Female Herald's one, please
5: oh my god like i'm trying to think of like outside stormlight but um a yeah.
0: name one is killing me
5: <laughs> i know so I, I, I might I have would, to i
0: would say may, maybe maybe don't focus on that one too
5: much. i might have to ignore it because like oh, yeah my yeah. brain is having a hard time yeah, like yeah yeah finagling yeah. yeah. with that okay has died
0: yeah that's right
4: is it the ruin because if you replace one of the vowels in ruin you get a symmetrical no don't you know, you get a symmetrical
5: Uh (laughs) Aona. It's not
0: Aona. And it's funny reading that because I'm just like, that's my cat. Uh it's not the best (laughs) one anymore. Um Clue 3! This character has never been seen on screen.
6: Oh
4: boy.
1: Dang it! I was gonna guess Amaram. I thought that was a really (laughs) clever guess! Yeah,
6: he's on screen.
1: Uh Okay. It's never well, been seen on uh, I'll Rip that idea.
2: I'll do the other pair. It's Sky. It's not Sky.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, that, that,
3: you, you said you. their first name? Their is, first sim- name yeah.
0: is almost symmetrical. Uh, is right, it really It's not t-
6: Ulida. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. I don't not know if, uh,
0: Umuda, if there's if those are first last names, to be honest. There's a,
3: they are separated by a space.
0: I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, I don't doubt that.
5: I hate this. This is so... <laughs> this is killing me. Whoever sent this igneous?
0: Yes. Oh, no, this was Dustbringer. No, this, is the, the 4, this was Dustbringer. The Dust Springer. yeah.
5: Dustbringer? You're killing me No. Right
0: I, I will say, the next clues will be helpful.
4: How about that? Uh, just, I still just, have to just guess the after you, okay.
5: is, is it TanaVast? It's not TanaVast. TanaVast okay. yeah. is Honor, I think, that. Yeah, yes. Evgeny I already guessed that.
1: <laughs> oh, That's I the, thought we only had... Guys, uh, symmetry. Think... That's
5: not how they, a symmetry he
1: works. has a weird symmetrical fake name, doesn't he? That's, that's <laughs> ten Jesus, of are, I, I think know.
5: all the all the kind of I significant that... figures in the like get Alethi <laughs> symmetry names. What are you doing? Um, oh my god! Okay, I have to guess before you can move on. Yeah. Um, um, okay, died and never been on screen. Died yes, and never been right. on screen. Correct. Maybe I'll just go for another dead shard. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
4: you don't have many to choose from left
5: no i don't we've got that's the, true the we many.
0: died never seen on screen dead shards are a pretty good uh we've actually option, we've actually. seen
5: we've seen ruin in at yeah. uh yeah
0: we did Ulida. we
5: did da. <laughs> maybe it's not a shard and maybe i'm just completely <laughs> <meow. laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 dalish that is not correct it's not meow
5: I might have to pass. I'm so, like, blank. Okay. Um, I'll, okay. I'll pass. Okay. Afghani. Uh... Oh, I thought it was the last one. That's why I did it.
3: Yeah, if if only you were. I feel like a pass doesn't <laughs> count until you're the <gasps> last
5: person. Wait, I will, I'll... Okay, yeah, that's fine. It. This is is it Dilaf's wife? <laughs>
0: Oh, no, it's not Diloph's What's life. Name? I have no idea.
5: I don't know, but me <laughs> he'll,
0: he'll tell Let me, me if I'm It's not
4: Diloph's life. I don't think she's named.
0: Uh, oh, no, no, no. Her His spouse is named. Wow. Is it,
4: is it something with A?
0: No. Well, I mean, there's A's in it, but it's like Siala. Oh, huh.
5: I,
4: oh yeah. yeah. Okay,
5: okay, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I remember. It's like, I don't... Of course, Ian.
4: Yeah, I, I don't have any good guesses. I'm going to pass. Okay.
0: Okay, yeah, all right. Boom. Well, th- this this next clue will be, I, I think, will help immensely. This oh. character has been imitated by a contra. <laughs> What's his first name? The- ah, Jess is correct. It is Renault. Yeah, and just- his, hey, first is hey, nice. uh, his first name wow. is wow. Tevin. Hey, nice. His first name is Tevin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, which is why well, I, I was like, don't
4: focus on name. that too
0: much. Wow. You, you- That's a tough one yeah that was good that was good
4: yeah. uh, i i thought you said kevin <laughs>
5: yeah I kevin don't, i don't remember kevin, anything no. about miss born era right? one you right. could have you could have told me anything
0: yeah, yeah yeah his name's kevin actually oh, by the way um yeah Normally we have a priority queue one, but, uh, I I am sorry, John, uh, this, this one is, is too sneaky. It does need to be an actual person. In case you're curious, they, they went with the answer is Shash the glyph, because Mm. technically those are characters. And I'm like, no Uh (laughs) see that's why i was gonna say that you wouldn't like it yeah 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 yeah. uh great well we hope you enjoyed this uh hopefully non-controversial episode but i mean yeah but uh tell us what you like or dislike about yasna in the comments (sighs) below uh you can discuss yasna and everyone else on our website, 17 chartcom You can also join our Discord. It's lots of fun. You can say hi. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can subscribe on YouTube. Smash that bell, something. I don't know. Uh, you can And you can, in fact, leave a review on iTunes, which, uh, yes, you can actually do that. Uh, and so we'll see you all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.